Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 134, which are The Killer from 2023, directed by David Fincher and starring Michael Fassbender. And we decided to pair that with the 1967 film directed by Jean-Pierre Merville and starring Alain Delon. And it's called Le Samurai. Uh, so, we, of course, we love Fincher. You guys know we love Fincher. We've done several Fincher films on this podcast, especially Dan. Dan really loves Fincher, and he has a big soft spot for him. Uh, and, of course, Fincher is very well known for his uh, thriller, killer genre type of films, things like Zodiac and Seven, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and he was clearly, clearly was very inspired by Le Samurai, uh, where uh, the killer is almost a very, very similar <laughs> story or inspiration of uh, Le Samurai. And there's a lot that he borrows from. Well, uh, what he does do with this is that the character of uh, Fassbender's character in The Killer thinks he's really smart, but really isn't. And in Le Samurai, he is 100% a killing machine. Very different uh, in that way. I think it's kind of interesting to think about it. We've actually covered several movies where they are thrillers that are basically comedies in disguise. Think about when we talked about Tar in some ways. Uh, really interesting things going on. Anyway, very happy to do this. We love The Killer, and it was really cool to do uh, Le Samurai, which we've wanted to do for a long time. So, And I think it's kind of good that we're doing more contemporary films these days. And you should go out and see this, The Killer, which is available uh, right now on Netflix. So totally watch it. It's a really, really cool film. And if you can, watch Le Samurai because it's also a fantastic film. Uh, okay. Uh, we don't really, we're not going to necessarily have time to record a podcast this weekend. We may try, uh, if not next weekend. Uh, so sorry about that. But if you'd like to watch us record podcasts and see us live, uh, you can definitely do that on our YouTube channel as well as our Twitch. Our Twitch is twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant, twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. But our YouTube uh, has these podcasts in video form as well, if you're interested in that. And that is youtube.com slash at martini giant youtube.com slash at martini giant love for you guys to subscribe to it there and check this out uh and if you'd like to support us if you guys have been listening to us a while for a while and you'd like to support us we could really uh we would really appreciate it uh the best way to support us is actually through our patreon because patreon is actually <laughs> the service that gives us the most payback for things uh so we'd love to have you as a patron uh and that is patreon.com slash martini giant patreon.com slash martini giant but for now please enjoy the killer and le samurai we are here today to talk about awesomeness mm -hmm. uh we are as if, if you guys are new to our uh to our uh live stream we do a little bit of chit-chatting before we go but then we'll get into the meaty goodness of the show uh and this show is uh, Le Samurai with Alain Delon, directed by Melville. Jean-Pierre Melville, yes, yes. who's amazing. And, and uh, The Killer, yep. uh, starring I, uh, uh, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Michel Fassbender. Michel Bendu, the Fassbender, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and David Fouché. 
<laughs> it was my friend. My friend, uh, he used to make fun of me all the time. He, like, because, you know, he was French and I was American and he would always like, he was like, ah, yes, Henri Fonda. He was French. <laughs> Henri Fonda. <laughs> Henri, Henri Fonda. Yes, that's right. That's right. He was French. I was like, okay. Uh, but yes, but two assassin films. Two assassin uh, films. Yes. One clearly Especially if you, so I did, okay, here's what I did. I'll tell you what I did. I watched, I watched The Killer a couple times, but it's, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it for a, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I watched. Did you watch Le, it again? Le, no. And then I watched Le Samurai, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen since I was a kid. And I'm going to get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I watched, uh, then I decided I'm going to watch The Killer again. Mm-hmm. But I said, no, because I just watched it. It's called Le Samurai. <laughs> Well, the, like I was going to say. And, well, there's, oh. there, there's influences. There's definitely influences. Oh, yeah, and Fincher is very open about this. He's very, just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. But the like uh, the way that I the way that I think about this, watching these back to back, because I've now seen The Killer like I think six times, which is less I'm than I've seen The Samurai. Um, right. But uh, but I've but I uh, The Samurai I've seen probably like ten, eleven times over the course of many, many, many years. Sure. Uh, but I've seen The Killer like six times in about two weeks <laughs> so it's right. very fresh in my brain uh but the way that I, I the way that i set this up is we have we all have a mutual friend named mark Pereira, right sure and mark Pereira, uh also a vfx person also works on david fincher films um and uh mark made a great uh couple of short documentaries about our friend carlos and carlos um uh has uh collects guns and goes shooting oh i and think i know that guy you know carlos yep and, uh, uh, and, uh, he's like, you should come and film me shooting and then cut it together and make it look cool. Right. So, uh, <laughs> his, uh right there. <laughs> just, yeah. Come, come here and make videos of me with my guns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is that Car- Carlos, I think is a totally awesome guy. Very funny guy. And, uh, uh, and so Mark, uh, goes to tape and videotapes him at the shooting range and does all this. And, he comes up with two videos, right? And they're uh-huh. the same, but they're basically the same video. So here's where it relates to the killer and the samurai. And one is called, uh, Carlos is a badass. And you watch it and it's like, it's edited super tight. And you see like Carlos, like, you know, like he drops a clip out, puts a clip in, snaps it, bam, 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 then hits dead center, bang, 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 does it again, like this. And it looks totally incredible. I think I've seen this. Yeah. Right. And then the other video, so there's Carlos is a badass. And then the other video is Carlos is a jackass. <laughs> it's all the times he fucked it up. He's like, ah, oh, shit, man. Come on. It's like, like, just keeps on fumbling it. And I'm like, we have made the, like this, this double feature is the Carlos is a badass. Uh, Carlos is a jackass. Jack- yes. <laughs> like, that is a great guy. way to put it together. This is, uh, this is it. Yes, this is it. So I don't know which one we're doing first, but, I, uh, Le Samurai is a very serious, very excellently, uh, serious French film about an assassin, which is one of the most badass things I've ever seen. And then there's the killer. Yes. <laughs> now, but then when you look at it after seeing the killer, then the samurai suddenly looks goofy. <laughs> well, yeah, no. exactly. Like, well, it's yes. like, it's like, well, it's, no. It's, it's, no, well, in the way I will, I'll say it like this. Cause I don't think, I mean, the samurai is still totally awesome. I don't think it loses anything. Sure. But like I would say that it, you have to be I careful. Don't think it's order, at all. I think that you have to be careful the order you watch them in simply because it's like watching alien and aliens back to back. Like yeah. aliens 
I, I just can't take it seriously directly after Alien. Like, it's not even possible. Like, Alien is an absolutely stone-cold, serious, very real-feeling, extremely modern film. And then Aliens, which is also one of the great action films ever made, is like this wacko comic book uh, with Bill Paxton, you know, said, why did you put her in charge? And all this stuff, you're like, what fucking universe am I in? <laughs> like, we went from Yafit Koto and Harry Dean Stanton, where, like, the that was the craziest comedy of Alien, to, like, Bill Paxton doing a stand-up routine at Flappers. <laughs> like, that's the way it works. Yeah. So, Killer is very, the Killer is highly ironic, and Samurai is not ironic. It is absolutely earnest. Contextually, when you see the similarities between these two and you have memories oh, yeah. of the killer, then Alain Delon looks goofy all of a sudden. Well, he's because like, they take the <laughs> outfit from uh, Alain Delon and they yeah. make it slightly dumb. Exactly. Right. They it's make hysterical. It they yeah, make it German. They, they pedestrian. Make it German. Pedestrian. <laughs> they make it pedestrian. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. genius. So, but. Uh, I, I don't want to take the center stage from, say, Eric describing Le Samurai. No, no, no. I, I just uh, – it's – I love this film. Oh, and I've good. watched it many, 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 many times. I think – you know, I was reading a review for this show and basically I think it was uh, – it wasn't Gene Siskel, but basically saying it – you know, Melville basically – painted it like uh, he had a palette and he painted it like a painting yes. and that's exactly what it is yeah. and that i when you can stop a frame of a film and that still it's evokes gorgeous. the same feeling that you feel watching the movie mm-hmm. then you are a successful filmmaker or at least yeah. in my eyes you i can love stop I'm a, a huge... frame and be like oh my god that's a beautiful painting yeah. But it still evokes the same. The, for me, the flavor, it's when yeah. he's outside the club and it's that blue with the mm-hmm. grain. I yeah. can't tell you how many fashion photographers have ripped that off oh, yeah. since it's the incredible. 60s. Like the, yeah, the it's, really... it's like it's all these like uh these great great grays and very, very like very subdued colors with occasional yeah. like punches. Like and it's really, really highly controlled. Um, and I think it's fair to say, like the look of Melville's films in general, but the look of the samurai, um, dominated my, uh, imagination of Paris and France for yes. the longest time. Seventies. Yeah. Absolutely. Five, two, even though it was 68, yeah. 67. Yeah, 67. I love, and I love Melville. Melville is one of the, uh, I'm surprised that more people don't know who Melville is over here. But like yeah. Army of Shadows and uh, Le Cirque Le Rouge. Army of Shadows, Le Cirque Le Rouge. Yeah. So incredible. Incredible. So if you've never heard of him, this is a gold mine. This guy's an absolute gold mine. And, uh, and his films are like, ap- like they're so uh, tight and um, uh, what's the word? Like Spartan. Like the plots are like it's long drawn out extremely slow but cool things happening and that's the tone that he achieves really incredible so on this basically it opens with a guy who it's along de long and he's on in a bed in his apartment which mm-hmm. is very theatrical in terms of like the wall decor and the scumbling it's got that mm-hmm. kind of age quality and it is on a soundstage called Jenner Studios, which burned down in the middle of it and a shooting. And um, it he's in bed. And then they have a quote about um, 
Bushido or something about being mm-hmm. a um, samurai. Mm-hmm. And he is basically a hitman. But the interesting thing I noticed, like, in this version, I've seen this over 10 times, and I didn't really put two and two together until today. And I could be wrong. I'm wrong. A lot of times, um, except when I'm right. And uh, the in the beginning, he's lying in bed, and it's a wide shot of just the room. And the camera does this focal pull. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's great. I it's think really that's good. his well, ode to Hitchcock. It's a yes. Hitchcock zoom, yeah. but it's kind of a little clunky. That's <laughs> right. But it yeah. was it was his way of saying, you know, the mystery starts now. Well, yeah, and it's like the, again, it's interesting to just watch this because it's not like, he's not using it for like dramatic effect in terms of like, da, 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 like Jaws or something like this. No, it's, it's just to tell you, the viewer, yeah, that like something is about the, to happen. The world, I, the, well, the, to, to specifically, the world distorts. The shape of the room changes, right? And so you're entering into a a sort of real France. Well, like, he's changing I, the shape of the, of the, of the room. You're here. In. Here's my interpretation. Cause I saw the same, mm-hmm. the same thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a flat image to start mm-hmm. with. Right? right. So he's using a longer lens move yep. further back. Right. right. And, and so, goes, and he's smoking a cigarette. So it's a still image, which the credits go over. Mm-hmm. Right. And then bird, the depth happens, which now means now we're going into this world. Sure. Right. Right. It's right. a pretty well, the mystery is about to start. Yeah. But this it's a world, depth thing. Right. So you go from flat well, to deep. Right. I understand. But that is the play, a Hitchcock play about suspense and mm-hmm. trying to throw you off. Mm-hmm. And it's a way of saying that this it's an ode to him, I thought. And it's really about like this world is about to start. The story is about the story, and, well, which I is suspenseful. Like, I think it's fair to say that all three of us are are all these interpretations are valid interpretations, and it's also something I want to bring up about both films. Is that one of my favorite things about having watched both? But I thought of this specifically when I was watching The Killer. It's like it's so nice to see a film that doesn't have a monologue about what it's saying to you. Oh my god, right? <laughs> Except for the killer which is all monologue. Well, yeah, but that's but the monologue <laughs> is not monologue. telling you what it's saying. The monologue is yeah. all monologue, but it's an example of what is wrong with the killer yes. as opposed to like it, now let's talk about what we mean with this film. But which is funny because when I I'm not going to get it. But when I was watching The Killer the first time, I was like, oh, God, another fucking monologue. And then I realized the irony of the yes. entire thing. Well, I was we can watching. get into the details we'll get into that. In that. But yeah, like both, both films like evoke a sort of, not no, like, I don't, I don't want to say political tone, but like a social critique tone. Right. Without ever, when no one sits down and goes, well, let's talk about how the gig economy turns us all into machines. Like oh, nobody ever yeah. fucking says anything like this. And I've right. heard many interpretations of both movies. Now you watch these things and people have feelings about them and interpret them in ways. Sure. And they, they can be various and different interpretations, but the movie is definitely setting something up that's consistent for you to experience so that you, you read it your way and uh, you interpret what it is doing and saying, and that can be anywhere from it's just a straightforward assassin film to this is actually about like the police in France and the government of France to mm-hmm. whatever, like, but it's what you are finding within your own mind about what you're watching. And so few films today 
respect the audience like that. And it made me think like, it's, it's really, and I, t- I tweeted this earlier. I was like, uh, the reason why uh, it's difficult to make good quote statement films, like films that are about a very important subject, right? Is because all films are statements. Like all art is a statement. Like you're making a statement, right? Right. And if you're making a statement that has a really, uh, like specifically articulated statement within it that someone says out loud, you're very much in danger of putting a hat on a hat. Like, like if you are like, there's plenty of good statement films that say boldly what they're about and that's fine, but you have to do it extremely well. Um, because if you don't, then I'm already agreeing with you and you're not letting me have my own feelings about it. Like you're telling me how to feel about it. And I think that's what most movies, there are movies that I actually avoided this year because I could feel that they were going to be like that. And preachy? I was just, yeah, just preachy. And where I was just like, I'm going to wait until yeah be, people talk normally about this. You mean like, don't look up, which is like, yeah, like I'm just going to, I'm going <laughs> to back off. To, I mean, like I'm interested in seeing whatever movie, but I'm going to wait a few months. And uh, by that point, if I don't like it, it's not going to be a, like, I didn't know you were a Republican. <laughs> like right. that I can just have an opinion about something. Uh, so my, my, I'll just give you quickly, you know, just, a my, my, my thing about my history with this film with Samurai. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, teenage kid, my, I think I've mentioned many times, my buddy had like, like a, one of the early Betamaxes mm-hmm. and had a bunch of movies and all the, like the biggest, the movies we used to constantly used to watch were any movie with Belmondo or Anandonon. Right. Yeah. They're great. Right? And they were, they were like the badass guys <laughs> yeah, from the sixties, seventies and eighties in France. Right. So like they were the, 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 the Tom Cruises and the, and the, you know, the, the, the coolness. Right. And Ben Mondo was the grittier. Right. Yeah, for sure. He's like the, he's the like, tougher one. He's the rugged tough guy. He's sort of like the, uh, what's the equivalent? What's the American equivalent? I'll he's, tell you an equivalent. I was just yeah. thinking about this. Bronson. Okay. No, I'm gonna. Go, I'm not gonna go action people, but I'm gonna go dancers. No, Bronson's a pretty good step. I get Bronson's it. pretty good. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna go uh, dancers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. So yeah, Alain yeah, yeah, Delon totally. is Fred Astaire. It's Fred Astaire for yeah. sure. And yeah. Gene yeah. Kelly is Belmondo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, or uh, what's his name? Uh, who's in Night of the Hunter? Um. Uh. Mitchum. Mitchum, like he's the Mitchum, <laughs> you know, like Belmondo is the, is the Robert, where you're just like, that guy, I think he's still drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alain Delon was always like the, the pretty boy, right? Yes. Yeah. He was the pretty Purple boy. Purple Moon is. Yes. Purple Moon. Purple Moon, Purple Moon right. which is, uh, uh, like Great. if people have seen, um, uh, the talented, yeah, talented Mr. Ripley. It's right. the, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Um, yeah. but yeah, he's so, like, he, he's got like these eyes that are like, like very pretty, but very unnerving. Yeah. No, he's very, he's an excellent actor or yeah, both, yeah. both of them are excellent actors. Right. Absolutely. And then Duke Baldur is the fucking crazy one off the side. Yeah, he's the drunk right? uncle. <laughs> he's the drunk uncle. <laughs> but Who you later these... figure out is like, oh, we shouldn't have had him at family gatherings. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh crap. He's here. Uh, but, but, uh, I remember, so there was a lot of these type of like cops and robbers type of movies in France that were popular. And this one's obviously a very well, respected one in some yeah, ways right. but like you know there was there was a bunch of Ben Mondo Un films Fleek yeah. of Voyou or yeah, right. Le Professionnel right. which is not the professional that we know right. from today the, yeah. today it's called Leon the one we're talking Leon, about yeah it's yeah, called Leon you know but even like I even remember 
there was a movie that was in the 80s that was uh, uh, an early uh, Luc Besson film called Subway. <laughs> yeah, oh, I yeah, like I Subway. About Subway. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. with Isabella Jenny and yeah. uh, Christophe Lambert. And, I like that. And, and this movie reminded me of that because yeah. of all the Subway yeah, so, stuff that was going yeah. on in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I believe that there was a little bit of that in this too, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. French Connection took that. French so, Connection. Yeah. Totally, yes. So French Connection totally cribs this 100%. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. But I was, but, uh, but there was a vibe to it that watching it, like when I was a kid and this was like, he's a badass. He's just, he's just a hundred percent badass all the time. Just, he is a very one dimensional character. Badass. Right. Yeah. Constant. Right. Constant con- I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's his He's, thing. It, it is just you, what you see is that what you is get with it. this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That He's is the Terminator. All he is. <laughs> and that's what was so cool when you were watching right. this as a kid is like he's 100% badass. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. No matter what, no, can't be swayed even by the badass cop after him. No. He's yep. he, he's more badass than the badass cop. Right. Right. And so to me that was like that was it, right? It was all it was very very testosterone. Very mm-hmm. much that. Sure that vibe to it. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and other thing that I thought was interesting about it and Eric, you brought it up like, and it's, it's all one point perspective. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, it's right all down like the, pipe, down all the, the barrel yeah. of the gun, yeah. down the barrel. Yeah. Like it's all yeah. like just straightforward. Right. And, and you're right. Every frame that you see of this thing, you know, between like that frame that Eric is behind now and the, at, the, mm-hmm. yeah. at the gate or the one in the subway that you're down or, you know, even like from the gun point of view, from my point of view, right? Like they're all kind of like badassness, like, yeah. you know, and even when he's being interrogated, <laughs> Yeah, and like he's like uh, there's a because uh, and Eric can give us the whole plot on this, but there's a long section of the film where he is just being examined by numerous people uh, after he's been caught, right. and like going, "Is this him? Are we sure that's not him?" And like right. over and over, and, and his expression is unfaltering, just completely the same in the most unnatural way through the for twenty minutes. But. If you That's really look at the samurai, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But, it's but great. everyone is like that. No one has any emotion on any of their faces. Well, the cop, I would say, the cop has no, a barely. Yeah, yeah, he does. He is a. Yeah, he does, but there is a there's a lot of emotion there because a lot of those people are scared to talk. Yeah, and I would say off of that, Eric, I would say like the especially with um, his girlfriend, right, and uh, and his and, wife. Uh, his his wife rather and the and the singer like they 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 also have still masks right but you can see that something is ha- like they're they're trying to remain still like they're like i have to be still right whereas he is not doing that he is i i am i have nothing here like there's a there's a psychotic absence to the way that he delivers his his vibe that to me and i agree with you uh chris that like uh, and like initially when I was younger, I was just a lot of straight up badass. Now when I'm watching, I'm like, this is more kind of scary. Like this guy's kind of scary. He's a little bit of a sociopath and everyone else is a human. Like, and you're seeing little glimpses of actual humanity in him, but very, very, very little. But and, you have and everyone else be. is reacting. And to they it. established that in mm-hmm. the very beginning. Yep. And in order to do this, you have to live this life. Yes. Like, it's he, it's more of a theatrical, um, in a sense, like staged play than mm-hmm. than really anything else. But it it's so beautiful, yeah. That and I think 
a lot of those, um, the imagery carries you. Mm-hmm. The stillness and the kind of like the palette of, of that life carries you through. Plus, well, he's a good looking dude. So he's great, he's great looking. And Paris is beautiful, right? But it does have like. The Paris, way that, Paris is gritty. Paris is gritty, well, right? It's, but it's it has overcast. a. Yeah, it had like they they like there's it's not the Paris you know. It's Much not like romantic in Paris, right? No, it's not. It's yeah. it's a working class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a working class Paris, overcast people going to work, and um, everyone seems to be working a job. Whether mm-hmm. it's the cops who are putting a microphone in the room, you know. By the way, them putting the microphone in the room, those two cops, I swear that influenced Bullet. Oh yeah, totally. Those guys with the guns who drove the car and then burned. Yeah, yeah. yeah Those yeah. two two guys, the way yeah. they were silent but just had a precision about yeah. everything they did, just, <laughs> stepping through it. Yeah, you exactly. can never do a, a scene like that today. Yeah, that's like, way no, too yeah, long. No, a no scene. one would have the patience. Yeah, it's no very, one would have the patience to make that right. happen. Whereas I love, I love this stuff. Like watching I people do things. He puts things up the, is puts up the giant thing and he's like, like, no, that's too, nah, big. too big. Too <laughs> big. Give me the like, tiny one. Why didn't you was, start with the other one? Like, it's like, you know, like, you think, like I was going to use the tiny one somewhere else, but like, there's just no way around it. I have to use the one. <laughs> but like, this, this is the, because this is how I feel about movies like No Country for Old Men. Like, watching people do things is innately interesting. Like, you can, I can watch people, as long as I feel like they have something in mind that they are trying to do, I will watch people just do a thing. And if there's any, any mote of tension to it, I'm wholesale sold. You don't even have to have any dialogue at all. I'm absolutely on board, you know? And so like you can watch him, like he goes to the, he drives into the garage. His his friend comes out, starts replacing the, um, license plates going through. And then just like the, the meticulousness and the slowness of it, uh, emphasizes like the intensity of, uh, the setup. And I think it's fantastic. Well, and he also plays it off because it's about him, Seeing the guy do the work, he's outside of the car. But when he goes back again, he's sitting inside of the car mm-hmm. as he's coming in in terms of trust. Right. And um, But showing that guy is, is more of like a respect, but everybody works for something. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. He, Which is another guy, connection to the killer to, also. To, yes, but everybody works for something. Mm-hmm. And even the people, like I can't point him out on a line and then a police line because my boss told me not to. Yep. And then everything that the police chief talks about is, well, we're all workers and how much do you care as a worker? You know, the only person who really is not a worker bee in a sense, everyone's a bureaucrat in some sense, they mm-hmm. work for somebody, is the boyfriend of Alando Elon's wife, Catherine. Right. In real life, they were married mm-hmm. at the time, but she plays the girl, the, we'll explain it, but the point is, is the other boyfriend she had, and when he found out, and he doesn't even know his power, because he's like, I don't have a good memory, and then he's like, oh, and then picked the hat and the thing. So, he's the only non-worker worker, because he's wealthy. Yeah, exactly, right, right. He doesn't, yep. he doesn't live on that level, and he doesn't even know what he's capable of. Right. But everybody else is like, oh, so much for observation. You nailed it. But he did it. And that's the only difference. So there's this class thing going on, particularly uh, that you watch there as well. And it's a mm-hmm. wonderful uh, performance. I mean, it, yeah, you couldn't get it made today, but, you know, you could yeah, paint of, there's a lot of good movies great you can't paintings today. today, too. <laughs> <I> mean, <there's, laughs> exactly. Right. All right. Um, but everything's always there to remind you. But in terms of like 
crib notes or like stealing that that film is flawless in terms of the look i like the grainy look i do I love it i love it uh, yeah i think this movie is like i think it's interesting because like when i saw it when i was young just like chris is saying like i just thought it was straight cool now i can see that there's actually a lot of layers to the movie and uh and there's a lot of things like just the portrayal of the police interesting the uh, the the, cl- the class in the movie as you're pointing out interesting you know the his his, interac- his interaction with his wife and uh and like what the deal like what their deal is and how that plays out with the police is fascinating like all these little details yeah. plus the fact that the you so much was algerian i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. that was that yeah, was cool really and it's nice that they put that in there as well well no there's also a class thing because that Absolutely. was a big for the country right. yeah. in terms of because like, um, france independence for dominated algiers yeah exactly yes. and the independence for algiers is, is covered in another movie called the battle of algiers yes uh, but yeah, um, like I think, I think that this is the this is the greatness of this movie is like, and uh, and I think it relates to both films is like, it's easy for people to read it in a very simple, straightforward way that is entertaining, um, but it also leads people to read it as thin when it is definitely not thin. Not thin. Like yeah, these movies are like they have they have a lot going on, and because they're not saying that part out loud, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I think that the that. Uh, uh, that this is true generally for um, Melville, but specifically for Le Samurai. Like this is like a very finely layered palimpsest of imagery that you don't get in a lot of American films, no matter what era you pick. <laughs> right. no. like, this is a very particular kind of French film and it's, uh, it's really elegant and really compact in a way that I love. Yeah. I'm curious if our listeners have seen, uh, the guys who are live with us, uh, if you guys have seen this movie or the other movie or both of them, mm-hmm. um, because Le Samurai, we talk about it quite a bit, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Killer, you've been talking about constantly. It's obviously a pretty new film, uh-huh. uh, but I'm curious about you know what people have seen in, in this. Um, yeah, okay. Mr. Crow has seen only The Killer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which uh, I think is going to be the normal. Like I think that... Uh, like I said, like I don't think too many people in America are super familiar with uh, Melville. Right. Uh, I would love to be able to. He's like a Cassavetes in a way. To, yeah. you know, you have to be a cinephile, you know, for their country. Well, yeah, and it's also like in the a way, in, in a way like yeah, there's a it's there's not too far a distance between this and Killing of a Chinese Bookie, like. It's like one's a little bit more gritty and sort of like the, the Killing of a Chinese Bookie is very loosey goosey. But what it's doing is very, very similar. You know, like you think you're getting a very, you know, a simple story and actually you're you're getting a very, very finely written story all over the place. Really, it's, really fantastic. It's funny because it, the French, the English version of the translation was the killing of the Malaysian bookie <laughs> of this film. No joke. <laughs> and it's so close. I don't know why they didn't keep that for the American release. Yeah. They actually I think did it was Vietnamese a, a dub, but they couldn't do that <laughs> yes. now. They did an overdub. It was very hot topic back then. Yeah, that's right, right. Which got panned. Mm-hmm. They overdubbed this in English. Oh, why oh, would really? you do that? In oh, 72, I... they put it out again, yeah, and they yeah. did it in English, and like – Everyone just went ape shit. They're like, there why was, did you do this? But yeah, no, no, it's interesting. Okay, so I should note that as well for those who are watching. The acting style and dialogue style of this film is robotic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very, very minimal. It's very, very It's minimal. like, yes, yes, oh, 
there's like the lines are delivered like a line just read from a piece of paper. Yep. Yep. It's it is it is very. Bu- bu- yeah, but if bu- you bu- went to to get your go to the DWI or, or D, went to the DMV and yes. had some forms fit forms made out. Yes. It would be robotic. Yes. Yeah. And that, like, this is what this is what I That's mean. That's what it's I'm like, saying is like the lines are like. Yeah, and like it allows you to like doing yes. that allows you to observe other things about what is going on. Like by 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 making, but this is the point of minimalism. It's oh like yeah, you want to you want to uh, pull down the emotion so intention is way clearer, and you can see what's happening under the surface much 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 more clearly, and like you don't get distracted by performance, which no. is a very very there's uh, very there's very little performance. In this. Yes. it's just action. Yeah, yeah, it's really, <laughs> really interesting. The, I think one of the things that benefits uh, Delon was that his wife was there, mm-hmm. and okay. I think they separated, got divorced right after this. Not mm-hmm. far, not long after that. No, and um, it's that the connection, those moments of connections that hold, says everything about his character too. The way he just kind of looked at her and those close-up shots. It's like there is something underneath, and that's Absolutely. the beautiful thing. Much like Absolutely. the club underground. Yeah. Yeah, like there's something underneath going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, good night, guys. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, can we give people a sketch of the overall yeah, story? Yeah. So, so you, he wakes up in bed. He wakes up it. in bed and he has to go on a job, and he goes on a job to a really beautiful club with a beautiful. Well, he he before he goes on a job, he does a bunch of things. He takes care of a bunch of things to to make sure. All right, I'll let you explain. No, no, you're supposed. No, no to you do explain. It. No, 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 you do it. You, you're on. You, but be, doesn't he go to, like he goes to try to cover his tracks before he goes on the job? He does a lot of setup. He does right. setup. Yeah. Yes. Right. He does a lot of setup. And, and which by is the way, have you noticed that the that's most how he gets his alibi? Part, yeah. Yes. And he, I'll let you continue because I'm going to screw it up. But I I want to just say the most important thing in the movie are the keys. Yeah, because the, the cops use the same ring of keys. Mm-hmm. So what is the difference between him and the mm-hmm. cops? Mm-hmm. Because when they broke into his apartment, they had a ring of keys. Right. Right. Which you, you apparently you don't need a warrant in France. Well, in like okay. a, and, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. but the point is they're, they're no different. No, no, yeah, I, and, that's the point they're making. Yeah. And, uh, and specifically, when and especially you, when they try to strong arm his wife, as when well. they strong arm his wife. And yeah. the line that I really, that I really love is like, the guy is like blackmailing basically his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the main cop. And uh and he's like and she's like, So just to reiterate what you're asking me to do is you want me to lie so you can uh you can catch this guy. But uh what I what I'm telling you is the truth. And if right. I tell the truth, you're going to fuck me over. You're gonna tell right? people is like I don't want you to commit perjury. So it's like you want me to commit perjury so I don't commit perjury, is what she yes, says. Exactly. <laughs> and uh and he goes and she's like, So yeah, like you are you're asking me to lie. He's like, No. And he explains because I say what is true. Right. Because I'm the cop. decider of truth. Right. Yeah. I'm the decider of truth. And yeah. I was like, ooh, that's so – see, this is where I'm saying, like, there is a political edge to the oh, film. Oh, absolutely. That's right. Right? And uh, as as sort of, like, reasonable as the cop seems to be, in that moment, you're like – Is this corrupt as – Yeah. It's just like the samurai is actually the truthful, straightforward one. Well, he's – yeah, he's very linear. Yes. Right. He's yeah. like – he is just doing the doing the gig, and he's yep. just doing it. 
It's the cop is the one who's being kind of sneaky and Heidi. <laughs> sneaky and Heidi. <laughs> Heidi is another film, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yes. So yeah, he do, he does a lot of setup to prepare his alibi, and then he goes to take it away. So so he does he does to prep the prep his alibi. He goes to see his girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Tells her, by the way, I was I've been at your house from this hour to this hour, so people know, right? Mm-hmm. Then he goes to a poker game, says I'll be back, right? So that he has presence there. Mm-hmm. He steals a car specifically. He, spe- he steals a Citroen, right? Mm-hmm. Which he does by using this long ring of keys that's got about a hundred keys, and he only gets about five keys in before he finds the key that matches. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. It's like a big janitorial ring. It's like, yeah, it's like a janitorial yes, king yeah, of but, keys, right? Yeah. So he uses this giant ring of keys, like a hundred keys, like I said, and then he finally finds after five keys, he finds the one that matches the car. And he drives off and he goes to a to swap the car's license plates and uh gets uh a gun from this guy, mm-hmm. right? Which is what he needs. Then he goes to this club. Sneaks into the club, goes through the club to the back of the club, and kills like someone that looks club like club manager, like club yeah. manager, right? Like, right. yeah, yep. Um, and then just walks out. But he does but walking out. He gets caught by the woman that is the singer. Yes, or who's Al She's walked, spotted. Yeah, spot, spotted. She gets a good him. look at him. She gets a direct he look at him. Right by her. Like, <laughs> yes, like right. three inches right. away from her. Right, and, and she busted. is, and she is introduced to us as the performer on the band, and they have a little jazz band mm-hmm. going on, and she's the main pianist or main performer of the band, uh, and very attractive uh, mm-hmm. black lady. You know right? what? The, and the jazz band. The name of the jazz band was. Did you what? catch that? No. The no. Samurais. Was it really? The Algerian Revolution. No, no, this is political. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, so that that happens. Uh, but he also should note that his his dress, right, is this is this trench coat and black hat mm-hmm. that almost is like cliche when it comes to sneaky guys yeah he, yeah he looks like spy versus spy he looks like spy versus spy <laughs> right exactly, exactly right yeah. so but, uh, but, but that's somehow, the perception today yeah well yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is like like this it's something like it, it's like absolutely classic you know uh world war ii style pass the papers over on the moonlit paris night kind of outfit but it's alain delon that sells it right. like he makes the whole thing fucking work like gangbusters because of his expression. Right. Like if you were doing any kind of shtick with it, it would look like a cartoon. Right. But instead he's got these eyes that just fire laser beams constantly and he can't stop. <laughs> and so you're terrified of him. <laughs> like they're slightly glassy and they're always locked onto an object and he doesn't blink. <laughs> That's basically what he does. And it's not an easy performance to do. Right. Right. Uh, so, uh, he, he throws out his gun over the bridge, uh, into the, into the Seine Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, uh, at which point now they're looking for the killer. Right. Right. And the police are like, this is the most organized, well-funded 
police yeah, organization just, in the world. <laughs> yeah, like they get everybody. They're just like this. Like, happened, we're gonna like, find. We're gonna narrow it down to everyone. Everyone in Paris. Every man in Paris. You no, know, that, 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 that is wearing you know a trench coat and a hat. <laughs> I I know, but I think there's a literal take you're taking with this that is not. I mean, it's theater. I am If you're hearing it as a criticism, it is not a criticism. It is not. It's not. No, yeah. but no. it's an observation yes. that can be construed like the whole point of the film is theater. Yes, absolutely yes. true. I mean, let's yeah, Kabuki style. So, like, but you, it's you like going to theater to be... and saying, "Gosh, that was so theater like." I felt yeah, like no, I was that's what I'm saying. Is that these are ne- like the like, just want the, people to get the vibe of what's happening right. because it, if you're if you're going to well, watch no, this film, saying, you have to. Oh, these, the most well organized police department. Well, right, like, you know, as if is, we were talking a, about a, is a critique in a sense of like it doesn't seem believable. No, that's not. That's definitely not what we mean. I don't think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, like what I was trying to say. No, like if we were talking about a Wes Anderson film, it'd be like. This, like, I think the camera can only operate on 90 degree angles. That's true. Yeah, but you said, <laughs> but like, I just want to clarify, and I don't want to be caustic. All I'm saying is, when you say it's the most well organized police department, and sarcastically, it, there's a sense of, if, if, you're, you're, it's not a believable setup, or it's it not is, a believable it is not, in, it, it is, is not, not intended, setup. <laughs> it is not intended to be a realistic setup. Is to, that's is right. That, that's right. Necessi- it, because yes. it's not believable doesn't mean I'm crit- criticizing it, right? Yes. I just yep. want people to understand with the way that they, this looks is like, we have in the matter of 20 minutes or figured out, gotten all the men in Paris that are wearing trench coats, hats, and right. have happened to have a gun. Yeah. This is, this is a, right, <laughs> I know, the, but the other thing, if I can point out, Gun violence, particularly in 1967 in Paris, is different than the gun violence today. Yes, oh, absolutely. Sure. So right. when somebody gets murdered execution style, essentially, in right. a place in the middle of essentially a night at a club, that's a big deal. Right. Well, of course. But I mean, like, I mean, the, the thing is the theater of this movie starts with the fact that it's an assassin movie because assassins aren't real. <laughs> like, there's no, like, assassins that they you, write you, it in the beginning, the samurai. Yeah. Like this is this is not this is not a real this is not a real thing. Like people that are actual like you know when you do like hits and stuff like that like this like that's like mob shit or gang shit and things like that. There's no like professional assassin people that live in Spartan even apartments. Even if it was a, a mob corporation, corporation. I, know, corporation. Yes, I think exactly. you're misinterpreting. It. Like even if it was a mob hit, mm-hmm. an execution style hit, whether mm-hmm. it's New York or Paris in 1967 with a gun assassination. It would be a big, very big deal. It's a big fucking deal. Well, 100%. And so when you're talking about the cops like getting all circling around and looking for suspects, it's a big fucking deal. Well, New York is, well, City cops will do the same thing. What, because what, what in I 1967, mean it wasn't like, you know, LA today. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean to reinforce your concept that this is theatrical. Like it's meant to be theatrical, right? And the idea that, that you're going, like for if people try to read this movie realistically, you're watching an assassin movie. So you're already watching something that isn't realistic. Like that it is a, a, an assassin is a heightened metaphor. It's an idea. It's not a real thing. There are, are assassins in the world, but not the way that movies portray them, right? And certainly not the way that this movie portrays. This is an this is an iconic uh, concept. Just like if you're doing if you're doing uh, kabuki theater, right? <laughs> and uh, everything that happens in it is not only sort of larger than life, like the reaction from police and everything. Like that, everything is very like everything is both extremely and what makes the movie interesting is it's uh extremely exaggerated but then played very rigidly that's right. right but do you not just get that from the first frame 
That's what the I'm first saying. frame is this apartment. What, exactly, yeah, exactly. And this apartment has ceiling heights of 18 feet. This is right. And, and it's like it, everything about it is not real, but it's oh, real. This is why this is why I was saying. Wait, 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 wait. If I can just build off it. That's why I pointed out the use of the trombone shot, the, uh, the, the push-pull of the camera, right, is because you're watching a dis- – it's saying – that's right. You are watching a distortion. So when this I'm the pointing world. out how the police s- suddenly organize all of this thing to happen, that's me that's pointing that out. Being good at what it's doing. Of interpreting this whole scenario. Right. I'm not saying this is a stupid movie. No, right? no, no, no. And, and, and so I, I want people to understand, like Caesar, movie, for example. But, hold on. Let me finish here. Caesar has not seen this movie. I want him to give context in terms of how this thing progresses. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? Right. And then that is the sort of scenario that's going on. So – also, what that points out is how quickly the police react and how, like, oh, crap, man, they get all these people together right now. So right. he can't just walk away scot-free, right? So it becomes more challenging for him. And I right? also love the idea that he pulls in all these all these guys from the streets of Paris, and so many of them are essentially uh, Le Samurai. Like, it's just like, they all look like him. They all look like him. Like everyone, it's like, this is another part of the theater. It's just sort of like, we pulled in the men of Paris and they're all fucking sociopaths. No, I'm just a normal guy. He's like, yes, but you have all this criminal Let me record. Read this record of you being a sociopath. <laughs> and that's why you're carrying a gun. Cause you're yeah, crazy. But he is clearly the, the best looking out of all of them. Oh, without a doubt. Oh my like, God. of course, yeah. he's a Delon. But I mean, yeah. like the idea, like that, this is why, the, this like is why walking the into the DMV and then Brad Pitt shows up. Yeah, exactly. You know is a lot of this kind of so much of the first act up to the second act takes place in this tight set mm-hmm. even in the beautiful kind of uh, suspect room where everybody goes for the lineup it's like usual suspects yeah right where uh, yeah, yeah and it's also literally theater like it's an auditorium where people are up on stage right and there's a guy in the back on a desk on a platform Right. Yes, except I mean, like it's literally like auditions. Like, like auditions. it's really interesting. Yeah, you know, and so like it, it carried like the theatrical, like so like I guess like when you like it's hard to g- give people the idea that because when you say something is theatrical, right, you expect Wes Anderson, and this is not that. It has an element of that in that everything is extremely heightened, well, but I, at the same time, it's also extraordinarily minimal. So what you're really looking at is something like a Hopper painting. Like, well, ho- like Hopper, Hopper does not represent reality. He represents an iconic, an, an iconicization of reality. And that's what okay. this does. All right. I think my point is when I say theatrical, the way the characters are set up, mm-hmm. the way you follow all the characters, particularly the police chief, it is, it's a play. Absolutely and, true. And, and it's not Wes Anderson. Okay. But I, I see it. I'm, no, yeah, more. just to, to be clear, what I said was it is not like Wes Anderson. That's why, right. I, like, like what, I, what I'm pointing out is that when when we say there are things that are theatrical about this, people may imagine that we're talking Wes it's Anderson. A play. It is not Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, or Twelve Angry Men, but right. the, the, you know, the, it's definitely it is heightened. It is heightened, very heightened, and there's, you follow these characters. I right. don't think. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think the use of the space too, these large rooms, is mm-hmm. just not real but yeah it's very in a beautiful it's, way yeah it's very it's very stagey and roomy like and this, you never this, really go outside together. yep a lot uh in the first act yep i mean it's it, it's in that great room yep but that's very true i uh i definitely think deeper down there's this kind of working class particularly when you see everybody lined up 
Mm-hmm. And with all of the policemen there in that space, it's there's a class kind of structure or commentary. Well, there's actually a shot that I really love when the guy is on the phone, like one of the cops is on the phone and the, and the frame is divided in half, right? You see the cops on the phone and then, uh, you see a bunch of, uh, men, right? That are all the, all the suspects and, and cops, but it's like a high angle, long lens zoomed up. So you just see this stack of guys all up on one side, right? And it's like, it really makes it like, like surreal for a moment. Like you're like, I don't even know what the space is here. This is very strange. This hallway full of men and this one giant open room with a phone. Like it starts to look like a, uh, uh, like, like playtime or something like this, like a depressing version of playtime. And it's a, it's really, really stunning. And like, he just folds this into like this, this generalized sense of naturalism. But what you're looking at isn't natural. It's, it's a, a completely unique flavor. Absolutely. Um, Anyway, Chris, sorry, continue. No, you you continue. You you continue. <laughs> you you hijack the point. No, I, you, you please finish uh, up. Uh, so, uh, uh, so yes, he gets interrogated. So, what happens during the interrogation there? You oh, I you continue. Honestly, I'm trying to figure out where you were, where you stopped. The so. interrogation. So remember, he gets like up on the stage and he starts interrogating him. So what happens? During, well, they start inter- interviewing a bunch of people that are about, then they're trying to figure out who they are. They have a series of witnesses, including the black woman, right, and a bunch mm-hmm. of people from the club that saw him, saw someone there, and they're asking him, "Is this the right person? Is this the right person?" And all of them say no, right, to the other people until I land the older one. Yeah, and then when it gets Until to him, the only, shows up. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, and the only person to turn to say I think it's him is the old person. Oh, the, the old older guy. people. Yeah, right. right, There's two of them, and one that, of them is really yeah. aggressive about it, just like yeah, I know they it's are, him. and right. it's almost like this is because I think at that time too, between the the separation in Algiers, there was a, a big split in par- in France with youth and old and older, and, and also, yeah. um, you know the older people saying, why would you let all the Algerians come to France? Yes. And then the younger people contesting that. Yeah. So it's interesting that the old people were the only person, people accusing him. It's old France. Yeah. Old France. And then the only person who, who actually was completely right, but yet didn't realize he was right was the wealthy guy. That's right. Who was the only wealthy guy there. (laughs) That's right. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody else was bureaucrat. Yeah. Working class. Right. And um, it's that's a kind of a we. I didn't notice that until this one, where all of a sudden I was like, "Why are all the old men just dissing on them?" Yeah. It's because they were like, well, I, I saw it. it's maybe because they weren't in on what's going on. Right. Right. Well, they all work at the club. Yeah, but right. she was in on it the whole yeah. time. <laughs> it is revealed later. Yes, exactly. Right. And so they're all they're all like protecting. They're all the 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 younger she was ones in were on smarter it, blonde, about what's going on. The blonde girl who. Was the like ch- the coach. She's a, she's indifferent. She's like she's I think indifferent, maybe. but she's still. There was a people like the bartender. They saw who it is, but yeah. they were told to keep quiet. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's so, just the old people who were just like, nah, he did it. And but the the sense of in like in like I love the structure of this entire sequence because like they step through every element of this. They're like, how about this guy? Ask him some questions. Then we're going to go to you. Is that him? No. Is it him? No. Is it him? No. Is it him? Yes. You know, like, and it times it out. Like, 
they go through that phase and then they bring the, they bring all they take of them a long into time to go through people too. Like they go through a long time to go but through it's people. It's a psychological thing. Oh, and then, and like every step out. is like building up a little bit of tension because like, like as, as far as we're concerned, like Alain Delon is right there and you're like, that's the guy. <laughs> like, you know, it's the guy you're waiting for someone all, to realize. The he's the most handsome please. man in a the room. There's Stay, no way. He stands out like a sore thumb. He's, he's just like, I was thinking I, too, like when you're watching this and you see that he did it because you're a theater goer, mm. why subject him to a long lineup or the viewer when we already know? You know, there's no cut to the chase on that, yeah, which is it's, a, a beautiful way of storytelling, but right. it's still like, you it's know, we know it's, right. of course, but we know it's him. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we, we know still it's him. have to sit through it's, and see like, every we are, like, we are on, face we are both on his side and also like someone should stop this man. And we like, it, it's just like, is yeah, he, are we to... on his side? Cause he's beautiful. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right? right. And so like, you know, like the, cause the, the longer it goes on, cause he is doing nothing outside saying that he's not the man. He's doing nothing to hide who he is. Like, it's not like he's he, putting he wears on. the same hat and coat. Yeah, like it's just like no joke. He, he is exactly the he is the killer. That's what it is, right? And he's just going through the process, and you're just watching everybody. Like, are you guys gonna figure this fucking thing out or what? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they bring him into the second phase, where they bring him into the into the uh, well investigator's the office. They, they, they show him, you know. So so just you know, so like between where he shot the guy. And where he entered the club is the club itself, right? Uh, right. And they show him like inconspicuously right, kind of fast walking through the whole thing where everyone is looking at him Everyone's leave like right the club. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they all know it's him. Right. It's, yeah, <laughs> and it's only the, the people that are not in on the, oh shit, right. we need and to so be And so everyone quiet. is feeling tense over like, I don't want to be the person who recognizes, who identifies this right. fucking maniac because then I might get killed. So like there's right. this weird like – there's this bizarre tension that's building through this entire So just sequence. to be clear, everyone in that lineup actually recognized him. The two people <laughs> that exactly. identified him as the killer are the people that didn't realize they probably right. should not identify him. Right. So you're waiting for well, how they, the power they structure care to flip, because it's right? a generational thing. That may also well, be true. you could you could that's a then yeah, that's a perfectly valid interpretation, but I see them more like they're clueless. Right. Yeah. I actually see them as the, if you want to put it, make it generationally speaking, like they're not in on what's important and what's not important. Right. They're, yeah, they're just not like, hip. They're just they're not, not hip. hip. Right. Well, their stake is, but, or the, they, they have no stake meat in the game. Right. Like, right. They're, they're not being hip. It's just. Right. Well, yeah, no, like the, the, the hip thing is the meta aspect right, that I think Chris is pointing out, which is just like, there is a, there's some, there's a generational flavor that's happening here. Right. And for the audience, like, the young hip people are probably siding with the assassin and the older people may not like are like siding with the law. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's, there's something, there's a flavor to that that reflects both, you know, France in the sixties and also say America in the sixties. Right. And that's the tension that's really happening in the room. You know, like there's the old bureaucracy uh, versus the young hip club people who are in on the know, but also, you know, I mean, just like there's a, there's a tightness to that. Uh, and so when they bring them from that, from the stage and then bring them into the second part of the interrogation and sort of funneling them in, it starts to focus down on specifically the singer because you're like, it's basically the young Algerian singer versus old France and old France is like, I like like the old French guy is just like gets, doesn't just say that's him. He stands up and walks 
face to face with the with Delon and goes, "I absolutely know it's him." <laughs> like right. it says it right into his eyeballs, right? Yes, and but he's got an alibi. His alibi was he was with his girlfriend, right? And so, Which like, we established at the beginning, he went to his right. girlfriend's like, "Make sure I was here." Between of his alibi, he's but, still and protected. his hours are so precise between seven forty-five and one fifteen, <laughs> right? <laughs> And so, like, it goes goes through it and goes through it, and it keeps on the the camera slowly closing in and and moving from person to person, and finally lands on the singer. Uh, and that's when it cuts to a uh, uh, to an A B shot between them. So they're really looking at each other, and and uh, the guy's like, "Is this him?" And she goes, "I'm absolutely certain it's not him." And it cuts to him, and he's like. What the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, yeah he's like, because well, he knows he's, he looked at her straight in the eyes as yeah. he left the room yeah. after it's, he yeah, shot. It's obvious, yeah. right? And he yeah. just yeah. says, "I mean, indecent proposal with Sharon Stone, Dan. I mean, all the it seemed like it, at that scene mm-hmm. as as kind of beautiful as the interrogation room was, and and the carpet in it, um, mm-hmm. it like set the standard for interrogation rooms. Oh, like, absolutely. Remember yeah. the Sharon Stone yeah. one where she, yeah, was yeah, like, it's a, a basic instinct, the way basic instinct, yeah. right?" And, These yeah, proposals. Like, to, that's, uh, that's Demi Moore uh, and uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and Robert Redford. Um, but yeah, the uh, like it's like it's like it burns all the way down to that, and then he's like, and then it's just him and the cop left, and the cop and uh, he's like, can I go? And the cop's like, you bet. And then the moment he leaves, the cop's like, okay, keep on going through the process. And then he's like. I'm going to get that fucking guy anyway. <laughs> like he knows well, the he whole time. He doesn't say that. He doesn't yeah. say that. He just, he's very robotic and monotone. Yeah. Like there's no emotion right. to this. He's yeah, just yeah, like, it isn't until he reveals that's what he thinks. Yeah, but, but well, yes. upon many watchings, you're like, he thinks this the whole time. He's that's, just going through the bureaucracy of what he has to go through. Right. I mean, like, he realizes. He he don't go. they talk about the tiger in the beginning, the, the, the phrase in the beginning? Uh, like the tiger you know, there's, there's is a the only word at the beginning. Yeah. Something yeah. Like the, the tiger text, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. only threat to yeah. the um, samurai. Yeah. Right. And so this guy, like the cop becomes a, becomes a character co- over the course of this interrogation. Right. right. And like, you can like, he is like, he is like, I can't fuck around. Well, when there's this many people around, I have to play by the rules. Right. But the closer you get in on the cop, the more, like in, until it's very very up close you can tell like he's like i will play by the rules in public but when it comes down to it i will do whatever the fuck i want like <laughs> like i just need to gain close enough to get what i want I and think then the he'll text, change the rules the text is there is no i looked it up there's no greater solitude than that of a samurai unless it is that of a tiger in the jungle mm-hmm. right right yeah, and I think I think it's I think it's really interesting how like they draw like the like the, the samurai himself, you know, Alan Delon is is what you is what you get. Like you see it, you understand who he is, and he consistently plays that character. It's the cop that is the one who is a very mercurial character through this. Like right. yes, initially you think he's a just pure bureaucrat, and then slowly you're like, well, he is or- a hunter. Like he's got a bureaucrat. But the interesting thing about it also is like Delone's name is Jeff Costello. Jeff Costello, yeah. It's so like Bonjour Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird. It's almost like Jeff is not a French name. Costello is not a French name. Costello, no, it's Americanization, an homage kind of thing to like Yes, yeah. It's Abbott and Costello. Costello It's because that's who you're especially like the French who love American movies. You're not gonna name somebody Costello His name in the movie in the show in the movie was 
Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah, exactly. Love Jerry. exactly. Right, exactly. It's like, uh, oh, what, what, what is that? The uh, shoot. Oh, yeah, the, that in uh, the original American release of Godzilla, where they cut in Raymond Burr. Uh, yeah, his character. His character's name is Steve Martin. That's <laughs> my favorite. But yeah, so like uh, after all that, he is released. Uh, I should also there was a there was a there was a really interesting like the way he gets arrested. Right, mm-hmm. he goes back to the poker game in the right. hotel. It's right. great, and it, yeah. and that's Melville, I think. Is that oh, is in, the sh- in the scene? I that's think Melville is like one of the guys. One of the poker the, players. That's great. yeah, the big older guy with a kind of blocky head who goes to sleep. And then yeah, he gets terrific. up at the end. That's I think awesome. that was him. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, that but I thought that basically it's this very, very sort of cliche poker game of these guys like playing games in a room. Yeah. I mean, the cops just kind of randomly come in and is like, okay, we need to see your papers. And they're like, yeah, right. papers, papers. And they're like, no problem. And they keep playing cards yeah, while the cops are yeah, like, like yeah, rampaging yeah, yeah, through yeah, the room. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is normal, right? Like it's the Gestapo just walked in. Yeah. Just right? bored. Yeah. And it's like, huh? And then, and then, and I don't just like keep playing. It's like, oh, we need to see you. Okay. I'm out. And then he just walks out the door with the cops. Yeah, right. And it's just very weird. Like how that whole right. scenario happens. He's, right? he's just bagged and he just plays it straight the whole time. Yep. Just, That's just interesting. I honestly, and I know one of you guys mentioned it earlier, but I'm looking at the stills because we're talking about it, and I brought them up. I mean, there's a even the train stuff. That's French Connection, where he meets the oh, guy that betrays oh, him cold. and shoots him in the arm. Yeah, and not this was even, before French Connection. It was yeah. like, wow, that he, really like, is there's, French Freakin Connection. Definitely saw this, and definitely was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing the scene. I'm going to do the get hop off the subway just in time. Said bit. I'm going to do the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Freakin's always very straight. He was always very straightforward about that. Like, I mean. He's just like, I saw this French movie and I really liked it. So I ripped it off. <laughs> like, that's what he does. Yeah. 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 You know, it's great though. And his own language though, Melville's language is awesome. I mean, you either, it's like, you know, you're talking about Wes Anderson, you either mm-hmm. dig it or you don't. Yeah. You, you buy into very, that world and right. you get something from it. Yeah, Strangely though, I've seen it so many times. I know you guys have, and mm-hmm. it's like, it's still Holds up. Oh, it's fucking great. I love this movie. I love this movie. Like this is I, I love think Melvin it'd be hard for someone to watch this today. Like for yeah, us, well, not a problem. But I think you know, it's you know so... what I said to those guys? Watch more fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> but get that's a, why get a deeper I movie think education. I, a couple years ago I said, you know, maybe film is going to become like opera today. Yeah. And I think that would reasonable. suck. But I think it could very this well kind be of film will will is has become already like right. opera. Yeah. You know, and I think that uh, that the the taste there is, kind of material there is a good. lot. You know what? There's actually a lot of um, uh, John Wick. Oh sure, yeah, I see. John that, Wick yeah. has a lot of that opera, yeah. funky, oh super unbelievableness, opera. super opera, super super uh, super like yeah, crazy opera. That's and it's amazing. Yeah, I well, love that. Stuff. I think what I was applying is like today, opera is kind of like respected but Distant. not accessible by a lot yeah. of people, right? And a film like that in a hundred years could just very well be. Like I think. Opera. Uh, I mean, not not to sound too much like an an old grumpy man, but I think that uh, oh, you sound like an old dude. I am an old dude. The uh, that that we I are do, all old dudes. There's. I we, believe we have, people, we're starting to lose a lot of melanin in our hair follicles. I'm just putting it that way, man. But uh, but I I, I feel <sighs> like this is not a and this is not a generational statement. I don't mean oh the young don't blah blah blah. Like I mean everybody, including old people. Um, have lost a sense of art being something that you engage 
Mm. Um, uh, and that you chew on and think about and take your time with and invest in, uh, and rather are just like, entertain me. That's, it's your job to entertain me. So if I don't get you in the first pass, I'm out. If it's not entertain, it's not, if it's not immediately kicking me, then it's bad. And I'm just like, how do you get through a novel? Like any novel. They like don't. A, yeah. I'm just like, like, it's like, audible. Yeah. I mean, just like, <laughs> like, like the idea of art shouldn't be, um, on, uh, as, as, as like a quick turnaround response. It can be, it totally can be, but the, but to reject it because it takes some investment on, of your time, uh, and some concentration and some thought, like that's too bad. I think that people are missing out on deeper things that you can't experience from, uh, shorter, um, maybe punchier things, but like you don't get the deep experience. And there's stuff that you can only do that takes a lot of time and takes a lot of engagement. So there you go. And uh, in movies like this, like you don't see what it's doing. If you're just like, can you just fucking shoot somebody, please? <laughs> like that's not going to happen. Well, the, you know, you mentioned John Wick earlier. I love John Wick, the new mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. But it's still like a stuff. video game. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, like, I don't draw a difference between it. what's like, wrong with a video game. Yeah. <laughs> like video, video games are art just, as well. Yeah, like, it's just, I just it's, don't. It's just I think a, that people's vision of what art art is has become extremely narrow, uh, and and that's just and that has nothing to do with being young or anything. It has to do with like we are very easily distracted. For so so, I meet people much older than I am that don't have the attention span to tackle a very serious novel or a long movie. No, there's but, lots of people like that. Yeah. You know, and lots of that, people like that. They're just like, oh, I just want to watch, you know, Die Hard, and I'm done. Yeah. Right? And so do like, I. I mean, I also sure, like but that. that's because we have a bigger tolerance for right. that stuff, right. right? And it's and I don't think I'm better or smarter for liking that stuff. I just think I I have because I yeah, I, I do take the time. <laughs> like I can get at something that's actually harder to get at. It's like an acquired taste. Like you can't just like go and have like whatever, pick your weird food, like and be like, oh, it's delicious. Like some weird foods, you're like, do I like this? And then you have to sort of like experience it for a little while. And then you discover something in it that's incredibly unique. Well, you don't get there on the first pass, you know? And I think that that's really what, uh, that's really what it's about. It's not about being smart. It's not about being better. It's not about being shishi or in the know. It's just about taking your time to really, uh, investigate yourself and your own response to something that's happening. And that's what art's really about. And I don't think we do that very much anymore. It's not encouraged. And it's a, and people miss out on that. And so like, I don't think it has to do with, uh, youth. I don't think it has to do with money. I don't think it has to do with anything, but, uh, what's just pe- too much of everything. It's just that people are not, people are, people are not encouraged to take their time to investigate themselves in what they are experiencing. Right. And so they, that's why the movies like to wrap it around to what I said earlier, like most movies today are pronounce what they are about very directly. So you know that they are on your side, you know, and then you can like them like as opposed to, you know, all sorts of fucking, well, you, I, I dare you to watch fucking, uh, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Satan tango and figure out politically how you feel about that in the first three minutes. <laughs> like it's not going to happen, you know, and you'll find something else about yourself if you stay through the entire film, if you stay with it. And I think that this, even with this, with, I mean, like this movie is a very entertaining movie, I think, but it does have levels and layers and richness and a painterly quality to it and a deeper meaning 
that you can dig into as far as you want. Like this has to do with the politics of France of its time. And it's interesting. All of it is very interesting. Um, but if you're looking for John Wick, well, watch John Wick. That's but, just how it goes. I, yeah. Would you say that about the killer? I think like I I think the killer killer is my favorite movie of the year and yeah, uh, I like and, the killer I've seen yeah, it killer is brilliant and time. killer is very fast paced and very it does a much better job well it's it, more approachable if, than today it's much more approachable right. it's very fast paced it's got it's conscious of being entertaining for its audience for its Netflix audience and it also does a lot of the work that it, it needs to do to be deep um, but uh, it, but you can see that there's a requirement up front to have a payoff uh, in order to sell. Like, and Fincher is very aware of that. And so he does that. And I think he does that with all of his films. Like, yeah, I think Fincher is a great artist, but he is very aware of the money game. And he's not out there making fucking, you know, old joy or, you know, rat catcher. He's out there making the girl with the dragon tattoo. So he is a business minded artist. And I get it. I, I think Melville, though, was too. His movies sure, of were his small, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and compact and like a, a team. He seemed like a. Yeah. A really this movie of... was again. Remember, like, I was. This isn't a, you know, my dinner with Andre, right? This is a movie that was approachable to fourteen-year-old yeah. boys. Absolutely. They're looking yeah. at this, right? You know what right. I mean? So right. this is not yeah. an unapproachable film. It is slow by yeah. today's standards. But it is. It, it is unapproachable still, by today's standards. Right. I think that's fair to say. But back then it was like, Oh God, look at a badass that I'm doing. Right. And so, so this is a very approachable film in, in many, within, many within its context. But yeah, like, and it's not, this isn't, this isn't like this, it, at a tertiary glance, this isn't a heady movie at all. Right. No, exactly. Right. No way you can very straightforward. Right? right. So it is very, you're not going, Oh boy, I need to sit there. You know, you can totally you can, digest this at all. Right. It's not until afterwards did you, did you sort of look yeah, at things. Yeah, there's and a like, lot of subtle flavors in that. There's a lot more things going on yeah, in exactly. this than I thought, yeah. right? Exactly. So, so, so it's not at all heady. It is actually almost the most straightforward film. It is yeah. telling you well, every the, step of the this way. This is the key, right? right. It's like these, making an assassin movie, and you know, Fincher's basically talked about this. Like, like making an assassin movie is like you, it's a, there's a by the numbers thing that you have to fulfill. It's like Westerns. Like right. there's things that you have to do for it to be an assassin movie. And like, this is what it's about. And, uh, and those things are automatically entertaining. Like that's the cadence of the poet. That's the cadence of the poem you've chosen. Right. Um, and people are like, da, 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 da. Got it. Okay. That's how the poem goes. And it's what you do within the format that makes it art, you know? And I think that like that, a haiku. Say again, like a haiku, like a haiku. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so like the, like this movie, I think you're absolutely right that this is popular entertainment from the sixties. But what, what you're saying, Eric, and I agree is like that this movie isn't in the realm of popular entertainment today. This is art film today. You know, well, if they're still making, copying it in some way, it is an art film. It, yeah. well, right. In terms of okay. speed and appreciation. So, and the depth so, but of appreciation. There, there, I mean, this is something we've covered a great deal. And this is the point of this podcast in a lot of ways is that we're looking at uh, films specifically that have been copied 
for mm-hmm. reason, right? Reference, referential material, yeah, right? So if we look, if we're, we're all talking about, this is the reason why we're covering the samurai with the killer is because we right. want to make sure people know yeah, the roots of, of the killer, the right? The roots of the killer, exactly. Right? And the same right. thing that we did with the, the searchers and True Grit, right? So it's like there was reasons right. why we covered the right. searchers, right? And there's reasons we cover all of these films because these are the ones that are like the reflection of, of what it is. I, I just remember like, when I was at, at DD ages ago and I used to play music at my desk and I, I was one of the assholes that played it over speakers, but no one seemed to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was playing a Tears for Fear version of, uh, uh, of, uh, uh, uh Mad World. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, what is this? And I was like, this is the original song. <laughs> yeah, the first time. <laughs> they thought they it was a this, remake, and they right. realized, didn't realize oh, it's, it's a the cover ori- of Mad World. No. <laughs> no, it's the original one, right? <laughs> right, right? And it's the same thing as, like, you know, uh, Gangster's Paradise versus the, the, the Stevie Wonder version, right. which is not Gangster's Oh, my God. Paradise. Yeah. Right. Right. And so they, people don't realize where things come from, the origins, the root. And not to say that they should. And it doesn't make things better or worse. Well, it only just right. makes it interesting. All this stuff is interesting. But it's knowing where things come from are right. important. And this film, obviously, The, the Samurai, is very influential, like you said, French Connection yeah, and The Killer. But true. The Killer is the one that's most recent. Right. And I think that's what's very interesting is that – while this film, The Samurai, in some ways, while it's a kind of popular from 1960s, right. does – you cannot deny that this does not feel very dated when you're watching it. Well, right? it's if, of its time. Well, I prefer to say of its time. By dated, of I mean time. of its time yeah. dated, yeah. right? It feels like you, you can identify it very quickly as being right. 60s France. But if yeah. I watch so, the Amber Absolutely. Yeah. And yes, but I'm just saying that even this film from 1960s feels very 1960s, but I'm sure it felt very like the surveillance yeah. systems that the cops yeah. had seemed fancy right. in this film, right? But right. it's – at the na- same time, this film is very, very of its time and yet still today, 2023 <laughs> – we're almost verbatim referencing it in The Killer by Fincher, yeah. right? And Fincher's a very well-respected director. That's what I was trying to say earlier, yeah. like, was that the fact that we're still referencing it and talking about it is says a lot about, you know, Melville's work. Yeah. yeah absolutely true. Absolutely that, true. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm just saying is like, but... But it is it is interesting because it's like if someone watched it today, I was like, ugh. They'll watch the killer. It's like that's great. And it's like, and then they watched this one. And I was like, eh. well, this, so there's it's like, there's a, yeah. I'm not exactly. saying that. I'm saying just I'm I'm a, I'm putting a lot of assumptions on what young people would say when they see this film. Well, which but is none, probably that's wrong. what I'm saying is it's not young people. This is also old people say the same thing. Like okay. this is not this is not a generational issue at all. Like this. In fact, I would say that if I were to actually critique generationally i would say that most young people have a much greater attention span for art because they play video games that are 128 hours long like mm-hmm. that's a fuckload of focus on a very very uh yeah. like, layer deep deep storytelling but yeah. as, ter- as far as like film goes film has been popularized to the point that it's disposable right and people are are not um encouraged to engage it in any other way than disposability far more so than any other time and uh and we come in and out of phase with that that's not because like oh well you know they did better in the olden days it's just like right now we're in a moment where this is not encouraged and that's when you have the danger of it becoming opera opera right. still exists still appreciated but it's very rarefied but then you get like this week you get the the exciting thing for film is that trailer for civil war Oh yeah, and you're like, yeah, the language of film can really, uh, you know, get people talking. 
In, Absolutely. In, I mean, yeah. like, well, this is the thing. It's like, I don't mean to like, like, I'm not film. dissing, I am yeah, not dissing. closer to your, please? Thank the you. power film. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not in any way dissing faster cut, more entertaining no, no, stuff no, as no. not art. Like, that's not true. John no. Wick, super fast, really awesome. intense, blah, blah, blah. I think John Wick art. is art. It's <laughs> art. Absolutely <laughs> art. Like that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's real stuff. Right. And so like, I don't think that like, and, and I'll say the same things about like, there are, there are TikToks that I think are pure art. There's like, I mean, so none of that, like it's that's off the table because the it's line. God damn it. No, <laughs> but like, there's like, there's, there's certainly loads of stuff on YouTube. Like, like there's, there's nothing about, um, the speed of delivery that makes it more or less art. It's only our ability that if it is, if it takes more investment on our side, do we choose to do it? Mm. And, uh, and I think that for some things it's encouraged and for other things it's not right now. Film is on the decline. Okay. I want to get now. through a, for a, now. Little, for now. For now. a little for bit now. through yeah. the plot because I think there's some important parts of it. So I did that, that at least I observed and we can continue to do this. And I think we touched on some of it, but as he goes through, as the cop goes through the initial investigation in the, in the police station, he is going very much by the numbers right mm-hmm. and he's like he's got on he's like this where were you i was here blah 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 blah. he's not doing the typical good cop bad cop interview yeah. right? right it's just like just asking straight questions getting straight answers he's i was like here sifting. at my girlfriend's yeah and i was like okay well mm-hmm. call her yep okay done right, right. done like that's there was it. and he's like he's got an airtight alibi right okay Right. And that's the thing is like, there's no, there's no question to him, but right. the cop knows like, this is the guy. Obviously, this is the guy that we have to find to do it. They're yep. still investigating other people. This is the guy. At which point that's when the cop sort of does this. When you're like, wait a minute, you're going over the line, right? Mm-hmm. They bug his crappy apartment. Yeah. Like right? once, wait, the, once bug, the cop says that's that him seemed highly. The only thing was when you look at it, today's technology that little box is going to pick up through the drapes, like the bird, like chirp, 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 chirp. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. That's good. Pretty good uh, speaker right there. Yeah. The, uh, but like the, I like, I love that the, that it's all like you're saying, Chris, it's like for the longest time, it's procedural for the police. It's all bureaucratic. But as soon as the cop goes, it's him. All fucking ethics yeah. are out the window. Yeah. Right. Just like, that, <laughs> like, like, so obviously out the window. Right. Yeah. And He's so like, the big, his him. biggest, his biggest hurdle is his girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Who he has to get her to crack because without with her saying that he was with me, that's all he has. So right. he barges into her house with two young cops. Right. Which, again, Eric, this is actually a good point that you make about the old guys and the new guys. Right. He's like, well, these are the young guys. You know, they're zealous. I'm not as zealous. Yeah. I don't need to. I used to be it. zealous like them when I was young, but now I'm not zealous. And right. they're just rampaging through her stuff. Not very right. well, too. They'll no, just not very overturn well one like, cabinet and then yeah, the yeah. other one. I don't think they're close. actually looking, but they're just in there to just tip psychological. Stuff over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Psychological. So that's the yeah. point, right? And so he asks her. He basically is that? trying to crack her. He's like, "Where is he?" I was like, "I know he's with that that black woman right there." Right? Right. Did you did you notice that when the cops came into her apartment? They took her whole Blu-ray collection and they threw it to the ground. Yeah. Physical media, what are you doing? <laughs> that is Blu-ray. What I is take that? a goddamn copy of Tell and Die in LA and you throw that out the window? <laughs> this is a signed copy of X-Files. What are you doing? <laughs> 
Uh, but yes, and so he starts, he tries to crack her and he's like, you know, I don't, you know, you could, you, if, if you're, you know, if it looks like you're committing perjury, you can get this much time, this much time, a young girl like you, you know, I've got a daughter like you and it's left five years is a long time, et cetera. And, and she doesn't do anything. And like the, her line is, it's great. It's like, okay, so, you know, you're telling me I need to commit perjury so that I don't Go Don't to jail. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Yeah. And then he says, I say the truth because I'm the cop. And so, yeah. so anyway, they walk out, right? Uh, and it, it doesn't go well, right? Because like, he's like, so, I mean, he thinks he has it in the bag. And she's like, so what is your answer? And she's like, no. The way he taps her on the nose with his paper was yeah. so condescending. I know. Oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah, no, he's it's being weird how I hated him by the end of that. So I was just yeah. like, I was on your side and now I fucking hate you. Dude. That's right. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's very great. much an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just have to say, <laughs> when we were talking about physical media right there, uh, Eric with, um, uh, <laughs> Jason, I'm sorry, with uh, Sacre Blu-ray. <laughs> Sacre Blu-ray. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a great little turn. Like, I mean, he turns so much as a character. It's That's fantastic. Right. You like, really, he seemed like this, like this uh, guy that you, 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 you like him as a character and yes. his leadership. And then all of a sudden he's like this, yeah, like Noah Cross this is guy. I, from- yeah, exactly. Like, I really feel like this is a weird investigation of France. Like, yes. I, yeah, I think that's what's really there's happening. There's a huge generational movie. thing, particularly yeah. with the lineup yeah. and the way people looked at the lineup. Yeah. And you know, what's the, the most telling thing was like the way when they were, they snuck into his place, they put the crap in there and then, he comes back and it goes to the hotel and the hotel light turns off. Turns off yeah, so it means yeah. like the hotel people are involved in this. Yes, it's, it's like, all so like everything is like, in the bag. like they're just, everyone turns on each other. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'll help you guys, the cops. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's very really corrupt bad. because and like, the, I'm like, like, you know, that like, doesn't make sense. You just, <laughs> you just, bar- you just literally break into someone's house. They'd break into people's houses all the time. It's like, wait a minute. They're absolutely acting like mobsters. Yeah, exactly. They are mobsters, and they have the same set of keys as him. The same crap, and and I totally realized on this version, like they have the same kind of ring, and they were trying the different keys to get into his apartment. And notice how what a great neighbor that that Delon has. The guy just walks out. It's like oh, some strangers walking up. He just keeps walking. How about like, can I help you? And for those who lived in New York, you'd want a neighbor to kind of help you out here, right? Right. Right. Like uh, you know, there's a stranger outside your door. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really it's really fascinating, and so like this is the kind of movie where I'm just like yeah, to re- reinforce it. It's like this kind of movie where it's like it's good, it's a good time on top, but it's a meaty time underneath. Like you, where you can like you're like, oh, this is this is really this is really fun, and then later on you're like, this is really sticking in my brain. <laughs> like that's what I really. This is the kind of movie I love best, where it seems really simple. And actually gets you, evokes big things in your mind. I think that is absolutely terrific. Do you think it would be appropriate if like, well, they already did it with the killer, but making it like a, uh, you, the killer is an homage, I guess we'll have listened to you about that later. But if somebody said, we're just going to make Les Samurai over again, uh-huh. you know, pep up the script a bit, but just basically shoot it again like Psycho. Right. You think that could work? Just a strange. Question. I don't know if that would be makeable. Yeah, no, it, like you know, yeah. they did it to Psycho, right, in the nineties. 
Yeah, yeah and, like, and how it, good was that? Well, the thing is, like, because <laughs> well, even Gus Van Sant, who directed that version, it's like Gus Van Sant's a good, he's director, a good filmmaker, right? Yeah. And he's like, and he made that, and he like he agrees with the critiques. So he's just like, yeah, it doesn't work. And I and he's like, I made this because I wanted to see if you replicated something, a great work of art, exactly, would it lose something? And the answer is yes. Like, there's something mysterious needs to be a time that it takes place in, right? Yep. Exactly. We're not it's at the time. We're not at the time that that makes sense right now. People yet. carry around keys like that all the time. Oh, yeah, that I know. Can. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like no, it is. Now, it now is, it's just USB dongles, though. It's <laughs> imagine it's having a whole thing of, of USB dongles for like different software. Yeah. Like V Rake. No. V Rake one point six. No. Very point one point. No. No. What if, what if what if it was you know it was a, like a fingerprint scanner and you just had a ring which is full of fingers that you use. <laughs> no. 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 Now, the best thing at what was it in Blade Runner when uh, Penn, Mar- um, Robin Wright Penn, they take the face or her oh. face and he puts it up to the yeah. screen. Boom. <laughs> that was yeah, the best. Exactly. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Probably would. God, work. I love that movie. That's a good movie. I do love that movie. Um, okay, so just just to get, because we we're, I, we're, we we need to get through this. <laughs> you had mentioned <laughs> that we have to cut down the talk about films a lot. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we can't talk about movies. No, we're doing a good job. It's no, just like, like we over-explain it. No, oh, yeah, over- the, the, the sum up of what the movie is, the plot of the movie. But we, yeah, we're trying to keep that a little more slender and not string it out through the entire thing. Just like deliver it at once. And I'll try to do that with the killer. I bet we can. It's all good. Right. So basically, uh, not getting cooperation. They're still trying to nail him. Mm-hmm. He is uh, uh, Alain Delon. The, he tries to collect his money for the hit that he got. The guy who is going to pay him, tries to shoot him instead. He gets away, yeah. right? Because it was all gift cards. He's like, I can only pay you in gift cards. And he yeah. had a whole backpack full. Get to this call center in India to collect your <laughs> gift cards. <laughs> I don't so. want gift cards. I want the money. <laughs> can I just return this? No, right now. It's, no, it's like, yep. here's a hundred, one thousand dollar Amazon gift cards. Wait, of course. <laughs> I don't go to Pizzeria Uno this much. (laughs) I don't like it. You'll love it. Try it. Look, here's a Starbucks one. You go to Starbucks. You know, you can use it for the next 10 years. If you buy it during the week, then you get more points and it's getting extra money. It's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So they try, he he gets shot. So he's recovering from being shot. And, uh, uh, there's a bunch, anyway. Uh, but he also goes, visits the, the girl, the jazz girl. Mm hmm. And, uh, that, that is sort of like, you know, not a relationship. That like he, he's, happening. yeah, he's trying to figure out like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why who did is, you, who is the guy who's trying yeah. to kill him? Why did you say you didn't know who I was? Right. right. And, uh, and you know, she has been paid to not say, to, to not identify him. Right. So like there's a, there's a larger scam going on that he is sort of like not aware of because he's just a plug and play guy. Yeah, like, but everybody's explains. on a scam. The guys who Everyone's are running the poker scam. place and they pretend they're it's a scam. The cops are a scam. A scam. a scam. It's yep. everything is yep. a scam. Right. Everyone's right. on the dole. Everyone's right. just figuring out. Yeah. And and then you have the old guys saying, "I, you know, <laughs> that's the guy. That's the that's guy. the guy." And then they start singing La Marseille. You know, like run da da. And you're like, no, now, man. <laughs> I know that Dad Jackal covers this, but didn't. Because Chris, you you speak French and you understand French culture, you live there. That when they when um, De Gaulle, uh, 
basically annexed uh, Algeria. Didn't they? Weren't people trying to kill De Gaulle at one point, or he was their assassination attempt? Well, because yeah, I, of what he did, like the right wing extremists tried to kill him. Yeah, I, be, I believe that that was certainly at least partially real. I think that the the novel is inspired by you know real real stuff. I don't know how far it got. Like because the jackal was a real guy. Like the jackal was a real assassin. After all, my talk about assassins aren't real. But what I mean is that like like assassins aren't real as a business. <laughs> like assassins are very very specific. There is there's, a, there's right in Koreatown the Parallax Corporation. Right the Parallax, there. it's right there. You can see it. <laughs> <laughs> assassins for hire. What do you need? <laughs> yeah, it's like all right. Um, anyway, so. Um, Essentially, as he goes through this process, he uh, gets away. The, he realizes he's being monitored by the cops. He's one step ahead of everyone. He's the smartest yeah, guy, obviously, right? right? Uh, and he goes back to his uh, – oh, then he tries to escape through the – he tries to get to the back, to the club. He's trying to get to the club, but he's being followed by the cops, which follows one of the longest, most action part of the movie where he's getting away from the cops – in the yeah, subway like, system. And a fucking billion cops. They have every cop on him. On every station, at every, every station, part, every and he somehow like is, manages to get away from yeah. the cops, which right. is pretty cool. But that whole process in the subway reminded me of the film Subway a lot of ways. Yeah, no, I have to see so It's been a long time since I've seen it's Subway, a, but I it, remember liking it. I loved I it as a kid. Yeah. I don't think it's a very good film. No, I, 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 I don't remember. It's like Diva. I love that film too. No. I, yeah, I, remember, I yeah, fell in love with Isabella Jani at that yeah. moment. I realized I have feelings for her. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're complex. I'm going to write them down. They're complex. I'm going to write them down in my diary. Yeah. And yes, yes. And she was gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Oh, okay. Is she Remind- married to what's his name? To uh, who's the actress? The beautiful actress that's married to. Um. Oh God, I lost my memory. Um. Chinatown, Polanski. Polanski? Mm, I don't think Isabella Jenny is married to Polanski. I don't know. I'm not sure who Polanski is married to. Let me no, find no. out right now. Okay. You look up Isabella Jenny. Uh, there is an Isabella Jenny film which I'd absolutely want to cover on this podcast and is very disturbing, Isabella uh-huh. Jenny. Uh, Manuel Cigna. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. No. It's his wife. Uh, I'm looking this up right now. Uh, let me see. Piano teacher. No, 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 no. No, that's not. I don't remember. What is the movies that she was in? Uh, One Deadly Summer. Have you ever seen seen that movie? Not seen that. Nineteen eighty-three. Oh, oh, that sounds great. Nudity. Yeah, lots. Very, very lots and lots and lots of nudity. Good. Approved. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Approved. and uh yeah she's uh she's very interesting she's actually uh originally from uh lebanon no i didn't know really yeah. yeah uh at least par- at least in part but yeah. uh i'm pretty sure she's almost all lebanese but uh yes uh fantastic film uh a very very and i'll 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 explain I'll explain to you why I think it's important after we get off because there's a couple things we need to talk about. Anyway, uh, so so yes, he he sort of gets away from the cops. That subway getting away sequence is amazing. He does a lot of things where he's trying. He notices all the people following him. He gets away from the situation. Ends up back at the club. Mm-hmm. And, well, he goes. Uh, he goes back to his uh, girlfriend's to the guy, place. 
He goes right. back to his girlfriend's place. Yes. Right. What does he do there? And he says, and uh, he no like worries. she's like, it's all going to be great, right? And she's like, uh, yeah, don't worry, it's all going to be fine. And then leaves. And then he leaves. <laughs> gets in. He gets into a car. He get, he steals another Citroen. Yeah. Right. Right. And he yeah, goes. The whole city's full of them. You think they're yep. French cars? They are French, French cars, and they all have. By that the way, they are so low. Well, they have the pneumatic uh, the suspension. They're very famous yeah, for their like, pneumatic uh, suspension. Yeah. Low it's riders. like you feel like so you're going to hit a pothole. When, and just well, when like, they're parked, they let go of the pneumatic suspension, so they're very low. And then when they, when they, when you, you know, uh, turn on the car, it goes, it rises. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was their thing. Do they like still this, make them? I don't think they still make them, but they're they were like they were the Cadillac of French cars back then. You know, Same that was car. yeah, pretty good car. Uh, but it, it, it goes back to the guy, gets his license plate and another gun, and the guy looks at him and is like, "This is the last time we're going to do this." Yeah, and like, then he's yeah. like, okay. And then he goes back to the yeah, club. What was the reason why? That I never understood. What was so annoying about just changing license plate and getting a wad of cash? Because I think that, yeah, I uh, bet that guy's listening to the like, radio. You do it enough times. And he's like, They're 500 million cops are attacking you know, the subways. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like there's something going it. on. Like, yeah, I don't want to be too that. close to this. Right. Yeah. This, is, this looks like you're fucking it up. So that's enough. Yeah. So he, goes, so he, he leaves. He goes back to the club. And he's clear, like everyone recognized him. It comes like, what are you doing here? The cops, everyone's yeah, looking really for ballsy. you. Right. Well, and he goes to the girl who's the piano, uh, at the piano. Yeah. So what we should set up that he goes back to, like, he goes to, uh, uh, he finds out, like, who's paying for all this. Right. Like, Cause the, 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 oh, the, right. He finds out. The who guy, the okay. Is, so yeah. very, very quickly, like the guy who tried to kill him comes back, right. And says, I have a new deal for you. Uh, I'm going to pay you for what we're going to pay you instead of kill you. And we want you to assassinate somebody else. Right? right. And he's like, fuck you and beats the shit out of the guy, whatever. And then he finds out where the guy is who, uh, ordered the killing. The hit. Right. Right. Uh, and goes to him and the guy goes, are you, have you come to accept the deal? And he kills that guy. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then he goes to the club. Right. Then he goes to the club. With a loaded gun, supposedly, right? right? right. He, he looks like he's the singer. He friends the singer, the and piano player, right? the piano player, and she continues to play beautifully, even though she's knows she's about to she be knows killed. She's about to get killed. Yeah, right. right. Uh, and then you know, I'm assuming and she's doing complex a, chord structures yeah, playing yeah. the piano, yeah. and it's like looking over, like while there's Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, like the two things. Rick Wakeman over here, like this fantastic dude. What you doing over there? I know you. Now, I'm I'm assuming that this is some like this is a long form nod to Truffaut's Shoot the Piano Player, which is also a assassin crime film right. but he has come to shoot the piano player that's what he's doing he's good there because she was involved in it and then uh, uh well, was his last film wasn't it maybe i don't know i want to say it's close to the last film right but there's something else that okay and then and then the cops show up well he, they, they show up they announce themselves by shooting him <laughs> because he's got a gun yeah right? he pulls the gunner he's about to shoot her and then, and then, he then Oh, to and the you, point where a gunfire, you think that you he think shot he's her, killed her, right? But he doesn't kill her. Everyone else has shot him. It's one of yes. those, and he gets know, killed the, by the cops. The, yeah, right. the, the gunfire and was from another gun that ends up shooting him. They were waiting the whole time right. for him to come and do this, and uh, they go over to him. And uh, lead cop 
uh, like all the other cops say to the the singer, they're just like, forget about it. Yeah, you're you're lucky. You're lucky we were here. We saved forget your life. Forget about it. Baby. It's, it's the thirteenth R and D smack. Exactly. Yeah. And forget then, about uh, the main cop. It's the thirteenth R and D And then the main cop picks up um, the samurai's gun and opens up the barrel and finds out there's no bullets in it to start with. Like he right. came here to end it all. To end Suicide it all. by cop. That's what happens. Suicide by cop. Yep. Yep. And there yep. you go. And it ends on the stage and pulls back out. Back out. End the movie. Yep. And you know what HBO Max does? They just shrink my credit sequence. Yes. Well, I don't do that. You know what? I, I watch this film. I watch it on Canopy. Okay. Another, That's another thing. That's obnoxious as shit. Like, I want to read the credits and it becomes like a post yeah, And you have to So I can watch this Christmas film yeah. trailer. Yeah, Christmas with the Cranks comes up. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that I'm the same audience as this. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, like with Max, I've tried to watch things like uh, Cool Hand Luke, Butchcast and the Descendants Kid, and a couple other ones. When I press play on them, it starts to play, and I'm only seeing a quarter of the screen. Like it's blown up. Like my TV needs to be four TVs large in order to see it. And there's no setting on my TV that will shrink it back to the appropriate size. Really? Like the fuck is going on it's like they're playing it in like 10k <laughs> like i don't know what it is and they've not fixed any of these things so if anyone has a problem with like similar problem please tweet at martini underscore giant because <laughs> i don't know sure at martini giant, giant. No giant and there's no, no tweeter anyway it's exit now but doesn't oh, matter and, uh, please exit blah blah whatever yeah whatever yeah it's twitter yeah. fuck off <laughs> if i ever call it x i hope it's the last thing i say before i right. die <laughs> right. Now we should uh the so so we were I asked the guys on Wednesday, I was like, what movies you guys want to do on, on Saturday? And Dan said we should do the killer and we'll do it with the samurai. So he has been trying to do the killer for a while. Oh, wow. Yep. And so this is really so the samurai, which is something we've desperately needed to talk about for a long yeah, time because that's a that's a classic. But this sure. is the, the but I think that Daniel's been chomping at the bit to talk about. <laughs> yeah. The well, killer. I I did in fact love the kill. I saw the killer on on the theater screen. I paid to see the killer. Um Thank you. and uh and it has been it's been interesting to watch people's evolving reaction to this film. Because I would say that the the people that I saw in the theater well with like it seems to me it was like obviously they're David Fincher fans if they're you know going to the Alamo theater in Los Angeles and to try and catch the killer because nobody knew it was in theaters. Um, uh, but it seemed like everyone was like, uh, I guess that was all right. Like that was the tone walking out of the theater. Like it was all right. And I was like, this is fucking great. Like right off the bat, I was like, this is, this thing is amazing. Right. Um, but the chatter I heard was all like mid to negative. Right. And then, uh, online when it finally released, it was, uh, there was a lot of initial reactions where she was just like, well, it's very, you know, it's, it's very nicely shot and it's very, but it's very simple and it's very minor Fincher and it's very like all this very diminutive, um, sort of praise and slowly I could totally see that reaction. Yeah. And so like slowly as people have gone back to it and rewatched it and sort of investigated it more, there've been more and more think pieces on what the fuck this movie means. And suddenly I'm like, you see people going, wait a minute, maybe this wasn't quite as simple as I thought that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I've been, I've been finding very gratifying. I think it's a, it's a good, it's a modest hit for Netflix and Fincher, which is good. 
that I think that if people slowly discovered that it is, you know, very much their kind of Fincher movie. It's just um, the most. It doesn't um, feel like Zodiac. It doesn't feel it, yes, like. It's you know, the opposite of Zodiac. Right. It's the opposite. And I think that, that Fincher has been. Um, well, it's a like, smaller film in a sense of like the world. Yes. The Zodiac world is so big and. And you're you're trying to figure Spans out a of time every, and yeah. density to everything, million characters and all this kind of stuff. That's right. This is like you you know you're extremely efficient. Yeah. To, yeah, like it's very 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 slender. It's chapterized. It's all very like by the numbers, like bang 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 bang. You know, and it doesn't mean that it's fast. It just means that you're you on the on the top level. It seems very very spare, right? And I think that people have misread spareness for lack of depth and i think that that's the that's a to reflect also the samurai that's it's interesting i think that that's where fincher was fincher's a giant fan of the samurai and i think that's what he's trying to evoke here's a question for you you i didn't realize it was in the theaters what was your i've seen the movie three times i love it yeah i really do what was your experience seeing a theater and then watching at home in terms of i mean how it, that's a great it? question. That's a great question. Cause I, I think that it, like, I think it probably, I was able to like, I may have been in the camp of like, maybe it's not the, uh, and thinking about it more before I, I fell in love with it. If I had only watched it on TV first, because my generally my feeling of like, when I watch a great movie nowadays on TV first, it feels like it's a more intellectual inter- exercise than hmm. an emotional one. And like, I was totally into the movie when I saw it in the theater. It was got a great seats. The sound was fucking incredible. And we'll talk about it, but like the sound design in this movie is incredibly physical. Like it really yes. underscores the physicality of the all the bullets. events that happen, the bullets, the, the, the fights and all this kind of stuff. It's, in, it's one of the best sound design films I've ever, I've, I've ever seen. It's just incredible and very inventive. Um, but it's something that, like if you don't have a great sound system at home, like I don't have a great sound system at home. Actually, I don't know if you're going to see that or hear that. It's up there with my favorite sound design film in the past 20 years, which was um, uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh, when yeah, he great. was getting shot by that yeah. hotel. So dang, dang. It so was like good. the Talk greatest bullets sound, going through the, yeah, yeah, it was absolutely terrific. You know great, that great night call. scene where there was that yeah. gun great fight? Call. Great call. Like those bullets scared the shit out of yeah. me. And it was almost so like it was really happening because yeah. it was perfect. Like going yeah. through the metal. And then guy pulls up in the truck like, hey, what's going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on? It's the best, man. <laughs> but yeah, like that's that, yeah, like that is the, that's actually a great pull overall because I feel like this kind of movie is as it, you know, No Country for Old Men is probably the last time that I felt this particular way about a movie where I'm like, it is all like he's getting at deep things through pure filmic execution. Mm. Like he's like, I'm not going to do it with the script. I'm going to do it with the film, you know, and the script is going to support me, but that's only a jumping off point to do what I'm doing. And, uh, and so without further ado, I'll give people the plot of the killer. I'm going to spoil everything very quickly. So so skip ahead. If you want to miss out on this, here's what it is. Michael Fassbender is an assassin, right? And the movie is divided up into, I think, six chapters. And it basically goes something like this. Chapter one, he is uh, he has a job that he has to do. He fucks up the job. And then the rest of the movie, he is uh, he thinks he feels that he is on the run uh, from fucking up that job. So he is going to go and 
like first get just get away and so chapter two is he goes back to his hideout like goes back to his house but he finds out that his girlfriend who lives there with him has been beat to hell by some other assassins that are coming after him so chapter three he starts he decides to go and kill his way up the chain to the person that ordered him to be killed right and the first person he kills is the taxi driver who took the assassins to his girlfriend's house. <laughs> and then after that, he kills his uh, lawyer friend who hired uh, him, who, who sets up the deals. <laughs> and then he kills his bookkeeper, <laughs> the secretary. Bookkeeper, the secretary. Yeah. And then she was so good. Yeah. And then he He's, goes, fucking it up the whole and, time yeah well yeah we'll get to this in a second like he like even just the choices of who he's killing you're kind of like here's a question for you guys wait? i'm <laughs> just gonna have a little bite yeah i was just thinking what if you took the audio from the killer mm-hmm. and synced it with the samurai oh interesting yeah right like there's there's so much the dialogue that yeah. inner monologue and just <laughs> put so it funny. with him in the so room funny, we'll talk about that monologue because it's so nice. yeah like there's a big part of it but i'll just get through the plot real quick so he kills the like the the choices that he for who he's killing are very indicative of what the movie's doing um but he kills the uh the bookkeeper and then he's like i'm going to kill the two assassins because the bookkeeper tells me who they are and he goes to kill one guy who lives in florida and he's this huge monster of a guy and then turns into one of the great fight sequences in the past 10 years, yep. right? Which is amazing. Except in Barry. Yeah, and Barry's the, Barry's the other one. <laughs> Barry's the other one, right? And so he takes this guy out and then he's going to kill Tilda Swinton, who's the, 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 the leader assassin who is directing the other guy. And then he goes to go kill her and ends up basically having dinner and talking with her in a way that is very emotionally upsetting to him. And he's sort of like, what the fuck is going on? Ah, fuck it. I'm going to kill her anyway. It kills her. And then he goes and goes to the, uh, finds out who finally ordered him to be killed. And he goes to that guy's house, super rich guy at top of, you know, beautiful building. And this guy is just sort of a, you know, uh, a douchebag who has a lot of money and doesn't even know who he is and doesn't even really know that it's just like, Oh, I guess they are. I guess they tried to kill you. That's weird. <laughs> I guess absolutely no fucking idea of any of this plot line whatsoever. And Michael Fassbender after the entire journey is like, he's just overwhelmed by the, uh, the, what the place this puts him in. And he's like, uh, don't do it again. Or I'll come and kill you. Bye. And leaves and doesn't kill the guy. You know, and then he's just like, he finds himself sitting on the beach at his, at his hideout, you know, relaxing with his girlfriend or whatever. what should have done. Which Alain should have done, exactly. And he's lying there with his girlfriend. And then there's the, the last shot is he's like, he's in his monologue laying out how it is. And you get one weird twitch of his cheek and the movie cuts to black. That's the plot of the movie. Now we can talk about what the movie is about. All right. This guy is a hack dumbass. <laughs> but he like, thinks he's the smartest person in the but room. But he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. <laughs> and like he's not terrible, terrible at his job, but he's not nearly as good as he believes he is. No. He was like the but one he thinks he's the samurai. He thinks yeah. he's the samurai. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. the first open, the opening chapter has him, the opening 20 fucking minutes of the movie is him, uh, like 
Hiding, which is so slow. It's so slow. And it's very purposefully slow. It's like, fuck of you course. slow. Right. And like, he is in a building across the street from the guy that he's supposed to shoot. Right. And he is like, trying to observe. He was and, like Kevin Klein and Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> Fish Called Wanda. Exactly. Exactly. Bit, yeah. like, exactly or, right. or Brad Pitt in that movie with John Malkovich that Soderbergh did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, after reading or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, like, he's sitting in this, um, like, in the he's in it's France, he's in Paris, which is what's he's behind in, us right now. And, yeah, and yeah. he's, uh, and like, he's sitting in here, and he is trying to gauge when to attack this guy, and he spends like days, days, and he like, explains that it's you have to be patient and patient, right. like you know, the entire this w- movie is wall to wall internal monologue. The whole fucking movie, which and to me, I, I sorry, interrupt, but like I'm watching this, I'm like, ugh, because yeah, I like have been on. I no, 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 I did, I did, but it was just the beginning part of this movie, right? I've already been on this rampage, my, similar to what Daniel is saying before, is like I'm tired of movies having to explain themselves, yeah, exactly, and this movie right. starts off yeah. with it explaining itself, right? And he said like about, all of this fucking bullshit, and then about, I'm like, oh god, it's this again, and yeah. like I was just kind of tired of it, and then the key is. He is explaining, like in a monologue, all the steps it is to be so How, accurate and precise. Yeah, you have to be a very stick, special person and stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. I'm, I'm this, like, I'm a badass. And then he's got his scope on <laughs> to shoot a guy. Don't no get empathy. No empathy. Yeah. I have no to empathy. have a, the right pulse rate. <laughs> right pulse rate. And he's so By precise. The way, he shot at 65, not 60. He shot at 65. Exactly. This is fantastic, right? So, right. like, he's all like, yeah, this buildup, he's like, he's quoting people, you know, like, philosophy. He doesn't even and follow his own rules. That was pretty much exactly. no, 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 yeah, Stick to the plan, which he doesn't like, fucking stick to. And so, like he's he's like he's like laying down all this like very highly tweetable bullshit. It's just like you know, it's like the whatever. It's like, he might as well be like the Tao Te Ching says this, you know, and saying that's what you have to like. <laughs> and he, like when the and the move that the part of the one the quote that got me is he goes like he's just rambling through all this nonsense, and he goes. Do as though, do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the whole of the of the law. And then he goes to quote someone. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably Kevin Klein. It's fucking hysterical. And then so it all it's not as up. obvious as Kevin Klein though. Yes, it's no, it's very very low key. It was just very low key, arrogant. Like, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. He's don't call me stupid. Like, he like yeah. He <laughs> believes he is he is the Don't fucking best in the world, and then then the basic setup, and most importantly, the best of the like. He's like every. This is what you got. He's giving you advice, the viewer. He's giving you the the viewer advice the whole time. Like this is how to be me, because you don't want to just be a a fucking regular nobody. You want to be one of the special people, right? You don't want to be one of the many. You want to yeah. be one of the few. Like right? it's That's just an instructional line. video on how to be a badass, right? Exactly. How to be the samurai. Like All me. that builds up too. He's finally got the dude in his sights across the street and he's like i gotta wait till it's i'm heartbeats at 60 and 60, then it's 60 and it's 65 <laughs> he fucking <laughs> pulls the trigger and he hits the call girl or this <laughs> kills the call wife. girl that's what I the think dude it was his wife and, but the, and point the moment is, he, he just totally clips her and like the moment this happens fincher who has never used handheld more than six times in his life suddenly goes handheld and it's just like the camera's like what the fuck like this and then and he says fastbender goes uh fuck <laughs> <laughs> and he really shuts the whole thing down, starts running away as fast as he fucking can. It's a comedy. And, uh, it is. But a it is. It, but it's yes. also it's it's. Uh, let's put it this way: because we've done this several times. I've already, like this has been a pattern in this last year. Like, mm-hmm. like 
it, this is a comedy in the way that Tar is a comedy, right? Yes, most, absolutely. Most correct. people don't even it's realize so it's a comedy. Low key, and then the thing is, I've debated yeah. with many people that whom I respect who are just like, "Why did you like that? It's just like this. It's like this fucking cringy movie about like this quote badass, and he's a badass at all." And I'm like, "Yeah, That's the point." <laughs> Right. That's what's funny. Caesar is like, anticipate, don't improvise. And the first yeah. thing he does is like, oh, fuck. Like, he totally fucks it up. Instantly. That's totally, but like Kevin Klein, he's like, Nietzsche says. Nietzsche says. And exactly. then what's his name? The English comedian. Um, Absolutely good. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> what? So fucking good, dude. <laughs> and like, and also, the sure. best was when in, in The Fish Called Wanda, <clears throat> He's like, I'm with the CIA. And then, uh, what's his name's wife who caught them in the house? Like, yeah. my father was MI. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. And it's You're amazing. Don't call me stupid. Don't call me stupid. Oh. And so, like, he is like, and the thing is, he's got all these little routines and all this stuff. And I, like, I don't think they don't play him like as a big joke. He like, they play him in a way that I start to sort, like, in a way relate to him, like, like we are all like this to an extent. It's a like, mundane job, and that's how like, I like, keep pretending that I'm the baddest ass I, person. I, in I pretend like I'm the, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like we have this like ego of just like that we Not keep me. talking to ourselves and reinforcing how <laughs> fucking great we are, right? When in actuality, we're just like just barely getting through. Like most we're of the time, normal this is people, it. Normie, normies. We're a bunch of normies, right? And he is a normie. Like, as much as he's talking about, don't be one of those people. And the journey of the movie is when he finally gets to the tip-top guy. Like, the guy is, like, so rich and so disconnected from him that he's like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, like, like this guy doesn't even know who I am or why I am here. Like, I thought I was talking, I was talking this big game in the beginning about, like, how you have to be one of the special people. And it turns out I am not one of the special people. Like, I'm one of the fucking many, just like you. Like, I'm just another fucking hack. And once once it got to that point at the end, like, I looked back at the movie, and I was just like, the only people he really kills are service people just like him. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's he's right. just fucking killing... He killed uh, the prostitute. Yeah. Like, exactly. The prostitute, the, the taxi driver. driver, the fucking accountant, the lawyer guy. All these guys are just gig guys doing one-off jobs and trying to keep afloat like that's but all they isn't do that kind of like less samurai with the working class yes exactly so exactly so when you were going over the samurai eric i was like this is even more uh uh what the, deep the killer cover. is yeah like yeah. the killer is referencing this in a deeper way than that's i right. even realized right and yeah. it's it's really brilliant because like the the like the thing that he is um the room that he is shooting Wait, from in the open the room that he is shooting from we in work. the opening scene a is a work. fucking WeWork facility. <laughs> it's a WeWork facility. And you show all this dumb minutia. WeWork was completely full of shit. <laughs> it's true. And so, like, he's, he's firing from a WeWork facility. This is the kind of actual person he is, right? He is just the fucking gig guy, right? And uh, and you see him doing all these things like renting lots of shitty cars and, like, everything that you have to do as a regular run-of-the-mill fucking idiot, like that's what's really happening in the movie, and it's the it's the and the, uh, I heard Fincher talk about this because someone's like, you know, uh, so you know, you you like movies about people that you know are really are sort of isolated and feel like uh, what what did they say? They said uh, feel like um, uh, 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 you know, like uh, I you know, like they're outside the system. They're what's the word for that? When you when you feel like a um, you're uh, 
you're you're like you know you're like the Joker or whatever it is. Like nobody else fringe, is like me, right? right? You're fringe a fringe people. character, right? Yeah. And he's like, who doesn't think that? Everybody thinks that. Everyone thinks right. they're the fringe guy, and they're, you're not. Like you, like you think like, oh, I'm just a nerd. Nobody really likes nerds. The whole fucking world loves nerds. You seen Marvel? Everybody loves nerds. Stop pretending like you're an outsider. That's the word. Like, like you're not an outsider. Nobody is like almost nobody is an outsider. And when you finally meet the outsider at the top, he is outsider because he's so fucking rich. He doesn't even know who you are at all. Like it doesn't even occur to you. It doesn't even occur to him as to why you're in his house, you know? And initially he's just sort of annoyed. Like, why would someone come and kill me? That doesn't make any sense. You know, like he's, he's puzzled just a by transaction. It. It's just a transaction. Like this is so far. I mean, you might as well be like, this might be, a, might as well be best. a Chipotle worker <clears throat> coming in to kill, you know, fucking the best line is that rich guy's um, driver. He's like, <clears throat> this guy's definitely not Mossad. And he's definitely not Mensa. <laughs> definitely not Mensa. Good luck with the wordle. It's <laughs> so good. But this is the beauty of this movie is that like, it's not simply making fun of, uh, so kiss, kiss, bang, bang. A little yeah, bit of that. Right. Well, it's a, it's a, okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go back. Right. Let's go back. Let's go back to the fish called Wanda analogy because I yeah, think this right. is important, right? Mm-hmm. So, so fish called Wanda. There's not a person on this planet that watches that movie and says Kevin Klein is actually a smart guy. No, he's, he's a dumbass. Disaster, he's a right? total dumbass. He's clearly yeah. a dumbass yeah. the whole time. However, yeah. all the people that walked out of that movie theater that you talked about didn't realize that he's a dumbass. And this is a comedy. Yes. Yes. Okay? I think, I so, think yes. So, yeah. so, yeah. so in a sense, we are the ones that are thinking that we're special because we understand that it's a comedy. It's an excellent point, right? right. So, yes. so as cinephiles, we're like, oh, we're the special people. We're, we're, we're the, the outsiders. <laughs> we're the outsiders. We're the special people that understand. This is the this that, is the kind of thing he's making comedy, fun of with right? the movie, right? And this so the samurai also right. is like, oh, you don't understand. Yeah. It's like it just seems like a silly assassin Absolutely. film, but it's a French Absolutely. classic this film, is, and it's so important to filmmaking. Right. So this is the kind of shit that I love. Right. We are the snobs. It's making yes. This is what it's doing. This is the brilliance of the movie. It's like, it is making fun. It's not making fun of like, for instance, like a movie like the Joker or something like this, like it's pointing at like an incel and saying, look at that freaky incel. This movie is pointing at me and saying, you're kind of a fucking moron. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, film snob. you're a film snob or whatever kind of snob you are, you know, because like, we're all this fucking way. We're all this way. Like everyone thinks they're the smart one in the room. Like everyone thinks they're, they got the right political ideas. Everyone thinks that they're blah, blah, blah. Like we are in a, we're in a culture that like, if we looked at ourselves, honestly, like we're living gig to gig and eating McDonald's, which is what he is doing. Yeah. Like that's the reality of it. And so and Fincher's talked about it. It's just like the difference between the, uh, the external point of view in the movie and the internal point of view is very stark. And they make it very clear with like when he listens to music. Because like they have, he has the Smiths playing all the time, which is amazing, right? And he tells you when he's in the killer's head because the sound, the music becomes uh, non-diegetic, right? It's like suddenly you're hearing it for real. When we're outside of his head, it goes back to like muffled headphones that you're hearing, right? As if you're standing right next to him, right? And so like the thoughts and that you're privy to that are happening in the film, right, are his thoughts that he's really only having to himself. He sounds like he's talking to you as an audience member, but the audience really is him. Like this is him trying to convince himself all the time that what he's doing 
is more valuable and valid than it really is uh, to support his own ego, right? And why is he doing this kind of stuff? Because he's got the hot girlfriend the way you're supposed to, that he's living in this place in this, you know, that you know, like a timeshare somewhere. School, and right? that guy was his college professor. Right. And it's this fucking <clears throat> college. It's a brilliant point, Eric. Exactly. Like all the, when you look at what what's objectively going on, it's sort of simple and rinky dink, you know? And, uh, and he, and he, then, then he puts on this like outfit saying like, I want to look like, you know, just like a German tourist asshole, like, you know, just a regular normie. And like what he is on the outside is actually who he is. <laughs> like he really is that he is a, a random, uh, you know, uh, everyday dope just like me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the movie is so, because I think this fits into Fincher's own view of himself, right? And what, because Fincher's against talking about his movies, like, uh, auteur cinema, you know, he's like, yeah, that stuff's bullshit. Like don't get fucking high in your own supply. Like Didn't I'm you just start a guy off though in VFX and stuff. Yeah, you see, he worked on Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah What's he this? was he, he was he was worked for ILM. Right. Yeah. He was a uh, um, map painter. Was he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Something like and, that. Yeah, and and uh, and did not he, leave ILMs on good terms. By the way, yeah, no, very bad, very bad. <laughs> really? But like, yeah, yeah, he's uh, like, and and Fincher has always looked at himself as a. I don't think like, he's actually worked at ILM with ILM since then. since. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, like he looks at himself as, as a, as a workman kind of personality, like yeah. everyone else treats him, uh, wants to add, to make him into, he is the most, he is the most Gen X director of our time. Yes. Yeah. Very, very and, so. and especially now, like he represents Gen X the way they see themselves today. Yes. yes. Like, you know, like not Gen X from like when it was in the nineties, like, yeah. like now, like, yeah. you know, what? Completely agree. Completely. Right. Agree. And so like the fact that he's listening to the Smiths <laughs> right, like, is very generous. When the second Smith song came on, I was, was like, like, oh, you oh keep God. going with this thing. Right. And it's, <laughs> it's like, so you know, good. it's like, it's almost like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, it is one of the most self-critical movies I've ever seen. It's like, it's, it's, it's incredibly. Yeah. You think, that he, do you think he's making fun of himself? Oh, like, I think that he's, I mean, he says in public, no, I don't identify with this at all. This is just a telling a story efficiently, but I'm just like, there's no way that you couldn't see some of Fincher in this. Like, like many, you have pointed out and other people have said like, this is like, um, uh, as if, you know, when he misses the shot, like that's girl with the dragon tattoo, not performing so well, <laughs> you know, like that kind of shit. You know? So <laughs> I think that's a way to, I think it's a totally valid way to read the movie. And like, uh, my friend Ben Hansford was just like, I like his producer, the lawyer in this movie, mm -hmm. like he, like he, he fucking drives, literally drives nails into the guy's heart and oh, thinks no, he's going to live. So no, no, no. That's, I pointed that <laughs> out. This but is the best the part. Thing is, is, he was just so like, so he has three minutes to live. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the best thing. So just to, to give people who haven't, it's, he, he does this, he does this whole thing where he thinks he's the smartest person. Like, yes, I know how to, I know how to kill someone or torture them, whatever. And he takes a nail gun and, Puts the nails through the heart and realizes like you are going to die slowly and you have you better call the nine one one to save your life because and give me all the information between right. that oh fuck you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the guy this old, this age, non smoke. Oh wait, 
oh fuck <laughs> like it's so funny and like every all this stuff like he's just like he's constantly saying stick to the plan you know forbid empathy all this bullshit and he's doing none of this like yeah. like more and more as the movie goes on when he he's kills like, the cab driver i'm like why why why'd you fucking kill so that dude like he's just the fucking guy you <laughs> he's know just the cab driver <laughs> like which is true for virtually everybody i mean he doesn't kill anybody who deserves to be killed Tilda really Swinton was pretty funny too like oh and Tilda Swinton like and actually Tilda Swinton is one of my favorite parts because yeah she's she the too. one like she lays it out for him when she tells the joke and she's just like you know the this the joke about the bear hunter and the bear right okay so the the joke is like this right you know, after watching this movie where he thinks he's like, I'm going to kill my way to the top and take, just like really show him and, you know, like right, uh, right. take down the system. Thing, right? It's a, t- it's right. a typical, this is the trope for it. That's, what I, that's right. the word I'm looking at. Right. The trope. Yeah, exactly. And so like he, like he clearly has it in his mind that he's going to live the trope of an assassin. Right. Right. Like that's what, that's what he believes on the surface that he is doing. Right. And so she tells this joke of like, okay, so there's this hunter and he goes into the woods and he tries to kill a bear. He shoots the bear. Bear survives and comes up to him and says, like, okay, listen, here's the deal. I can either eat you now or I can let you go. But if I let you go, I'm going to sodomize you first. Right. Right. And the guy's like, uh, I'll take the sodomy. That's fine. Takes it, takes it and leaves. And then he's like, I'm going to get that bear. And he goes back in with a bigger gun and he tries to shoot the bear and he hits the bear, but the bear survives and comes back and goes, you know the deal, <laughs> right? And then, so he leaves again, and this time he comes back with a bazooka, and he right. shoots the bear, and uh, the bear lives, and the bear comes back and says, you're not really here for the hunting, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's what is happening for him. Like, what are you really doing here, my man? <laughs> like, Trying to prove something. Yeah, like, what do you think is going on? Because what, right. what you think is going on is not what is going on. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like between that and uh, and uh, and the dude at the end being absolutely fucking clueless. Right. Uh, like he is just like, what? What am and I doing? And he didn't see that knife from her at all. At all. Zero. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it's just. I mean, like he was yeah, like, almost going to not follow his own plan. Yeah. Exactly. And like he, you start to hear him question things, even as he goes, like when he's sitting outside the brute's apartment, and he's like, you know, uh, uh, stick to the plan, blah blah blah. Because he says, like, early on, he's like, and the it's reason why I'm so successful, stick to, the plan. stick to the plan. The reason why I'm so successful is because I don't give. And he says in this really, not just a, a hyper coolized way, but in a redubbed way, so it really punches out. He goes, I don't give a fuck, right? right, right. And so he says that early on, and then later on, he's like, How's I don't give a fuck going? <laughs> <laughs> so he's slowly coming to understand that he is not who he thinks he is. He is not doing what he thought he was doing and he's not living the life that he was fantasizing. He was living. He's actually, uh, making a bunch of excuses, uh, uh to pretend like he has the life he wants when he doesn't. Right. So know? this came up before between us discussing, but I want to bring it up on the podcast itself because I think Eric said it's like, what if Brad Pitt played this role instead of oh, yeah. Fassbender, right? Yeah. And Fincher was looking Fassbender, to have Brad Pitt play him for a long time. Because I think Fassbender, I think Brad Pitt would have been much clearer. In yeah, terms it would have been of, much more upfront funny. I mean, like right. people would have read it 
correctly. It would have the gotten the joke yeah. out of it, or because yeah. he had he has great timing. He's really yeah. funny. Yeah, but Fassbender is the opposite. Yeah, he's Fassbender so. Is absolutely... Maybe he wanted to fool you that way. I don't I know. Think I sure. think it could think have been a little yeah. more successful if they had. I think we, like I, th- I think Brad people Pitt would have been yeah like I, I I get what you're saying because like it's sort of a tra- like it's how much do you want people to figure this out for themselves the way the killer does versus how is much it's do you, a, is, is it too subtle is it it's a good it's a totally valid question because clearly so then audiences fifty percent of the people very or? smart people I know did not see it this way. Like they, really? they completely, they completely, they were just yeah, like, they didn't see it. It says, this is a movie about it. Like, why do you think he's cool? I'm like, I don't think he's cool. That's what that's I think is great point. about the movie. And the same thing with Tar, right? People think right. it's a movie about like a, a narcissistic. It's a really serious movie about a, uh, yeah, or t- narcissistic yeah, like, uh, right. uh, conductor. Like, whereas I'm like, when she literally falls in her face and breaks, breaks her face when she falls in her face, like I was laughing so fucking loud. It's ridiculous. Right. So like, but it's maybe too subtle. It, but it is very, 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 very subtle. I think on rewatch, almost everyone gets it. Like if you if they rewatch it, people get it. But the first time through, your preconceptions of what this is are so strong that it's hard to see it. And so there's the, there's a question as to whether or not he is on the right or wrong side of that decision. I totally I totally hear where you're coming from. Like it would be it would be better. Like I would have rather seen that in the movie theater and have everyone clap at the end and be excited about it. So really, this was made for Netflix so people can watch it over and over again that's, until they get to understand it. That's I don't yeah. know if they will, though, right? So It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, they're going to watch this and not get it. And I was like, right. oh, watch it again. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I like don't they, know if people watch movies again like they used to. Not like they used to. I well, mean, they're going to do it. Sh- they're gonna do I'll be honest Netflix, with you. Yeah. Did I tell you this when I first saw it? I was like, this is built like a series. Yeah, right. Well, the opening titles are exactly like a series. Yeah, but the way it was pacing yeah. and the storyline going, mm-hmm. and at the very end, it was almost, and it's based on a comic book. So I yeah. texted you guys in Discord. The I said, is, based this, on this comic is this a TV show or is this a movie? Yeah. Well, Killer's no, I said, this should comic. be a series because it was so open-ended at the end yeah, right. that it was like, you can just do flashbacks. Right. Him, it's college. Oh, da, da, yeah, da. Yeah, yeah. Of and course. the whole yeah, point, right, right, but right. it was thematically i felt like it was a series built up yeah it's I mean, it definitely like i think that there's i think that he is very he's both been working with netflix for a long time and he's very aware of netflix's needs so then if pardon me if pardon me if he says you know what then let him watch it again and they'll understand it then they'll watch it again. yeah exactly so yeah, I mean, it could it could mean like okay. certainly like Fincher is the kind of person who might do that. I I can, I can see maybe that for sure. maybe, but there listen, there are other ways. Okay, we talked about Barry. Barry, right? Clearly, that one is you. They know they tell you it's a con. It's freaking Bill Hader. It's very straightforward. It's very upfront right? about what it's doing, but, and still gets it, to be deep. It still gets to be deep, and Absolutely he's still an true. assassin, and he's still a badass, and also a fuck up. Right. Right. Well, the thing is, like, for me, I mean, this is, I mean, I laid my cards on the table when we talked about Tenet. Like, the, I love Tenet all the more because I didn't love Tenet until I saw it five times. Like, it's a very special movie because, uh, I, like, it can right. only work in a certain way. And, and I, I believe think that's what I bizarre. stated in that is like, I don't need to be, I shouldn't have to be forced to watch a movie five times to love it. I thought but, it but, was but, like, th- I thought it was like, you know, the, uh, James Bond with, Oh sure, I know. Shitty we mean, people, 70s. 
absolutely fun. people people can go go back and listen to the podcast but i think that like the 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 idea Let's do like it now that's what we should do it just go everyone stop we can just do go back. Tenet but, again right uh, but, but like the uh, wah, wah, wah. But, but i bet i bet there are favorite <laughs> movies and favorite books of all of ours that um Maybe. that for the most part, and maybe we didn't even like it the first time we read it or read it the first time we saw it, but then it sank in and we saw it again and we liked it more, right? So it's really like Fincher has such control over this thing and he has the opportunity to make it a little more obvious. What is the responsibility to make it more obvious? Like, what is he, is he doing it for him? Is he doing it for the audience? Like, what is he, like, is he just misreading it himself or is he just like, oh, people will figure it out? Like, it's hard to say. I guess that's what it is. It's just like, I, for me, I'm like, I like that there's more of a conversation because people, because a lot of people don't get it on the first round. Like there's, I've talked more about this movie with people than any other movie this year in terms of hours by a million miles because people have a 50, 50 shot of hearing what it's saying. Now I'm, I'm not denying that this is a good movie, but I'm just saying if you were saying whether it, that's a good choice, if he had done it with Brad Pitt, could it have just been just enough to sort of, yep. Yeah. Like I, mean, I, been, I think more I'm not people sure. would have seen it. More people, more people would yes. have seen it. It would have been easier to sell and it could have been a better performance. And I'm not saying that Fassbender did a poor performance. I just said it would have been I, different. I right? think I've, for, think, for think me, I totally hear you. Eric Stoltz and Michael J. Fox. Yeah. I, well, I think it's like, I mean, the yeah. thing is like Eric Stoltz is just, I mean, no, no offense to Eric Stoltz. Like Michael J. Fox is made for that role. Whereas like Michael Fassbender was made for this role. I, I know Brad Pitt is made was for the movie. Up for it? Yeah, he was originally going to talk about it, and then he decided right, because, um, but he did Bullet instead. Train instead. Which, however, was well, the, movie, the, movie, the movie that you're talking about it's is like saying lit- I did Smoking the Bear, right? But like the the movie that you're talking about, Chris, with Brad Pitt, is a totally different movie than this. Yes, right. So, but I the, think he could have done it. Like I'm, not, I'm not saying and the thing is like I, it's not whether or not it's a better movie; it's that it is a utterly different movie, right? And I think that with the killer, with the fact that he is there's an obviousness to Fassbender being like he is a sociopath and it's clear that he's a sociopath like once you get then the he movie could have done it with Edward Norton uh, but I, <laughs> no but, but this, wait 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 let me follow through this thought like the movie is more uh, like it's it's clearly saying that what it ends up saying is a little less fight clubby and a little bit more honest right because the problem that Fincher had and continues to have with Fight Club is because he casts Brad Pitt like people miss the point even more like 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 Brad Pitt is funny fucking charming amazing just by being Brad Pitt and he wins people over even though in the end of the movie he's openly saying dude's a Nazi don't do this and they're like whatever you say buddy Brad Pitt like and so I think that there is a there is by having Fassbender be ultimately a distanced unlikable personality like it makes it for a more confusing first watch, but a clearer statement overall. Like I think that's what I would say. That would be my that would be my read on it. But I totally hear what you're saying is like that's a very difficult choice to make. Because I do agree that if you put Brad Pitt, that's a funny ass movie that everyone's gonna love. And they may or may not get, but they'll definitely love it the first time. And it'll be much clearer who maybe, that person maybe, is. Maybe. Maybe, but the thing is, that's 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 a hypothetical. We're we're looking at probably (laughs) three people in the world that got it. That it's a comedy. Yeah, I wouldn't say three. And everyone else are people that we've had to explain it to. (laughs) But there's like, but maybe he thought that because Brad Pitt, as soon as you see him, it's like seeing Cary Grant at this stage. Yeah, you know, it's like 
having Johnny Halliday instead of Alain Delon. It's yeah. like you, people already – they didn't really know him. That's what made him a star right. in a way. Right. I, but he was growing. So the point is it's – seeing Brad Pitt there, you would say there's a lot of expectations. You already know him. So maybe a lot of the nuance that he wanted to get across would not come across because you would say that's Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think I think it's a very fine – very fine thread that uh, that like it's like do this or do this you have two totally different movies and you lose this over here and you lose this over here which one do i want i think that's really what's going on for him you know who could have done it Hmm. um oh god i'm blanking on his name he plays one of the characters in ai what's his name he's like the good looking guy who ends up oh jude law jude law jude law would would be good also i agree with that that's a that's a good that's a good uh uh, middle ground. Because he's too short. Jude yeah, Law? Yeah, perhaps, yeah, perhaps so. But Jude, Jude, Jude Law, and he couldn't do it today, but Jude Law in his prime would have worked. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I think that Fassbender oh, but, is well, fucking uh, terrific uh, uh, Dickie, on this thing. Dickie Greenleaf? Dickie Greenleaf. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, who would have... Uh, 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 Colin Farrell would have nailed oh, it. That's Colin Farrell. Yeah. That's like sad. That's an easy... That's like fucking... Uh, well, might as well get, you know, he would have Marlon done, Brando. He, he would have done it. <laughs> He's amazing. Like you can't, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's impossible for me to say anything bad about Colin Farrell. So you win that argument. But like the, but the thing is, like I think that Fassbender is a fucking riot in this movie. He's incredibly. Funny. But I don't. I think that's the. Yes, as long as you get it. But it takes if you get a it. But that's. But that's time. like I think that I think it's consistent with the way that because when Fincher is asked about Fight Club, they're like, "Well, aren't you worried about like people that just think that Tyler Durden?" He's like, "What the fuck can I do about that?" Yeah, well, that actually <laughs> happened more recently. It can happen yeah. to any movie you, you, you audition. <laughs> like, people are going to fucking read it or not read it however they want to. I can't do anything about that. Right. You know, I'm, I made it as clear as I could. What do you want me to say? And so, like, with this one, like, like I think that it's like what we're – the real uphill battle in the movie is that our preconceptions of the assassin genre are the same as Michael Fassbender's. And what we have to overcome is what the movie is. Like, the movie is actually – very critical about us over our current situation. And it's hard to see that because the context is badass assassin movie. And you're not expecting that in the slightest, you know? And so that's, that's what really gets in the way of people uh, seeing what this thing is. It isn't, you know, like I think that fast, I think that Brad Pitt, just makes for a more like entertaining movie, a Netflixy movie. Like, yeah, it's just a more entertaining movie. Like I, I love watching Brad Pitt, and like, like, uh, and I think the chances, I think you get to the second watch faster because Brad Pitt's super charming, and once you get to the second watch, people get the movie. So I totally, get, I think that your point is absolutely valid. Uh, it's just that for me, like Fassbender is a fucking gem in this thing, and watching been- him watch the kid point the gun at his mom is That's one of so my great. favorite fucking moments in film this year. <laughs> Cause he's looking like, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this blank, amazing look on Fassbender's face. is just impossible to beat. But yes, I, I completely hear what you're saying. And that's a absolutely reasonable argument. I wouldn't say the same thing about, uh, um, uh, Le Samurai, which can literally only be Alain Delon yeah. or Alan Arkin. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Arkin? No? <laughs> yeah. Like Alan Delon is is machine tool. He wrote it for him around. apparently. He looks yeah. he looks Absolutely like the, like the Terminator. Like, yeah, you know. he does. In fact, well he looks like Terminator 2 Terminator. He looks yes. like that guy. Brad, what's well who's that guy? The guy that runs real fast. Then turns yes. in liquid metal. He looks like that guy. He and does. Then, um 
I can't think of that actor's name. The guy's very, name. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Same dead, pretty eyes. Really great the guy. The guy who runs really fast? The tra- tra- yeah, T2. The the T2. Oh, oh, Terminator guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terminator T- 2. Yeah, T2. The T2 yeah. in T2. Is, uh, yeah, the cop The cop Terminator is uh, is an Alain Delon lookalike. Right across the eyes. Yeah. Really, really something. But there you go. That is my pitch for The Robert Killer. Patrick. If you haven't seen- Robert, Robert Patrick. Patrick. Thank you. If people have not you, seen The Killer, please, please, please watch The Killer and uh, uh, and take any of the bullshit that I just spewed and see if it sticks for you because I think yeah, you'll well, love the movie. Even even without that context, I'm going to say this outright. Like, even without that context, it is such a well-executed film. So well the shot. Craft so well-crafted. Yeah. So unbelievable. It's so and real. very – the one thing we haven't pushed on this is how close – it follows a lot of the tropes of the samurai, right? Oh, it, yeah. Right? right. Subway Stick stuff, right fr- Paris stuff, mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the way that things are shot, the colors. The way he threw the gun away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there. All, it's all in there, there, right? He is very, 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 uh, like he's in love with the samurai for sure. Absolutely. But like also Guaranteed. want to note there was one other thing that happened that was interesting that uh, was pointed out was a company, uh, that, well, actually we know the guy who runs the company. Mm-hmm. Did a bunch. Uh, he does a getaway in an electric moped, which is kind of funny and weird in its own thing. <laughs> if you don't think that's funny, maybe you won't think the killer's funny. But that's very funny, right? Uh, <laughs> because it doesn't even make any sound. Just <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it right. was, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's electric, right? <laughs> yes. Which is a weird thing in itself, right? Yeah. But uh, so that it's. But they try to shoot it like it's dramatic, and it is. In some mm-hmm. ways, it it absolutely it's for the killer. This is dramatic, and so it is dramatic. Right, but it's but, also very silly. <laughs> but it's also very silly. <laughs> yes. But he is uh he's all CG, and most people don't even oh, realize yeah. it. Stunning, stunning work, work right? Great so work. that they can get these incredibly complex shots inside of Paris without having to involve an electric motorcycle. Yeah, guy. there's virtual they production just CD, CG models. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible, and it's yeah. really, really incredibly well done. Yeah, and yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah. What's funny is I was like, wow, look at that. And someone remarked on X or whatever the hell it is. Like, I guess Fincher was too lazy to shoot it for real. Yeah. That's how it was. The most asinine remark I could ever think of. I guess Fincher was too lazy to do way, way, way less work. (laughs) It's just the most, it just makes you realize how little people real know about filmmaking. Well, I got into a debate online with a guy who said, <laughs> he goes, he's like, I don't think, because like, you know, like this is not, you know, we should put this in the short list for best visual effects. And the guy's like, I like, you can't even tell it's a visual effect. Like, why, why should you give it an award? And I was like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> That's like saying this pizza really? is too Did good. Did they really say that? <laughs> yes. yes. I was like, what? Like, we should only give awards to spaceships? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wow, like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's really – I mean, this, this is like – it's not even like a giant space battle. Why should we give it an award? And that's like – because you didn't even know it was real. You didn't know it was fake. Like, that's that's why you give people awards. <laughs> that's the very reason. It's, like, they're that good. I'm telling you, there is going to be – there's going to be a shift in the perception of visual effects that's going to start to happen. I'm seeing well, those it more video, and Those more. videos that you put out, I think, were a great step. Those actually right. did very well. Yeah, if you haven't seen, it's a guy, uh, uh, Jonas, uh, uh, using, and he's, uh, a Danish guy, 
uh, does these very interesting videos about invisible visual effects. And he's done two of them so far that are so, so good. Yeah. Uh, and he's getting starting to get a lot more attention. In and he's not like mean or hector about no, it. He's, he's very straightforward about what's tone. real. Right. He's yeah, exactly. actually, politically speaking, perfect tone and yeah. should be celebrated for it. So, yeah. No, it's really uh, impressive. So, yeah, look, look up. Which guy uh, is this? The, the video's name is uh, No CG is Actually Invisible CG. And uh, it's on YouTube. It's become relatively popular. And he covers things like Napoleon and things like this. And he, uh, Yeah, he covered Napoleon. He covered right. Top Gun. Top Gun. Covered, uh, These things are loaded with VFX all over the place. And they're utterly seamless. And it really shows and the why the industry is trying to – You guys put- have touched on that. Why is it? Why are executives insisting that tilted records? Because I think that that a lot of people. Uh, so there. So actually, you're the one who brought it up. There's a lot of people that are. There's a backlash against CG, and the I think you summed it up in the most interesting ways. Me? Like How yes. come I don't remember that? Because you said it's. Do you think people are against CG because they're they're tired of Marvel films? And I think that's exactly. Oh, maybe right. that's it. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're right? tired of bad CG, they're ti- especially attached. No, to they bad just stories. associate Marvel films, which they're tired of that same genre. Yeah, shitty same, movies. Same with, shitty movie. Yes, and they yes. associate that with a lot of CG, and so right. therefore, if it doesn't have CG and it's all practical, it's guaranteed then not it's to a be a movie. Marvel film. Yeah. Then because then you're talking about a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie. Who obviously doesn't use any CG and he makes good movies. So right. that's the, the, the thing that made a Christopher Nolan movie good is the fact that he didn't use CG. Not the fact that he's a great what? director. He used CG on Oppenheimer. He fucking used CG all over the place. He <laughs> uses CG all the time. Movie. Yeah. He even yeah, talked about it. He got a visionary award from the Visual Effects Society. By the way, why are we giving out awards to people who bash CG all the time? What about Ang Lee? He deserves one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, is what I'm getting way. at. God, God so bless you, So that's Aang. one of the reasons why I'm not going to join the VES. I keep like, you got to stop. Why I mean, do I mean, they do that? I wasn't really, right. I, 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 so I, was I, and I, yeah. I got out of it. I all because like you After mean, the Ang Lee stuff, I got yeah, out of like, it. You touched on it. Like, I mean, the, the simple – the simple math of this thing, this has nothing to do with anyone in the industry disrespecting visual effects. It has to do with business, right? Yes. The perception of visual effects, of VFX by the audience who buys tickets is when I see bad visual effects, right? When I don't see, when I don't see visual effects, I don't know they exist. When I do see them, I think that they're, I think they're, it's because they're bad. Right. And they're usually attached to very bad movies because the reason why the visual effects on many films are bad is because of the production of the film itself and the fact that it's rushed out bullshit. Like the reason why the CG in Black Widow is terrible isn't because untalented people worked on Black Widow. Right. It's because of the production itself. They're grinding out a bullshit bad movie as fast as they can and they're putting all the creative decisions in post. That's why you end up with bad stuff, right? So it's the executives themselves that are creating bad CG and the association with bad film. Yeah, and because it is associated in In people's minds, they'll just blame it on somebody else, right? And so in the like in the end, people, audience members, perfectly reasonably associate when they see a visual effect that is bad, they are watching a movie that it's bad, and they think the reason why the movie is bad is because of the bad visual effect because it's the only thing they can notice. Right. Well, these are and, the people that walked out of the theater and said, "God, that was a dumb movie." Yeah. To to when you were there. Right. And so, like, they, like this, they see that, and that affects box office. When people say, when directors say, like, "There's no CG in this movie," what they're saying is, "This is a good movie." 
you can spend your money on this movie because it's good. It doesn't have any of that yeah. dumb CG that was making those movies. But bad. it's the same thing, right? Like the people are like, oh, it uses AI or whatever. It's like, it's yeah, the they same. Don't know what like, like, I'm not gonna, I can't fault the audience. They're not in the fucking business. They're just well, like, I saw Black Widow and it sucked. And I well, don't want to fucking but, pay for but that. That narrative has been fed to them also by the movie industry, by the, the studios themselves who created the problem. Right. Like, so that's so, the problem. And, and, but it's also the, and this is brought up in Jonas's, uh, 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 videos. By the way, thank you, Jason. Uh, his, uh, YouTube channel is called, uh, The Movie Rabbit Hole. So it's just youtube.com slash at the movie rabbit hole, all one word. Right. So go check that out. But he brings this up specifically. It's the press. And the reason the press loves articles like this is that it gets more clicks. Yes. Negative, because there's a romance negative against something this. gets more clicks. Yes. And that's what the press needs is they get clicks. If they say this was a great movie because the CG was great, it won't get as many clicks, no clicks. as there's saying no, there's no, there's there no was no visual conflict. effects in this because visual right. effects is bad. CG is right. bad and therefore it gets more clicks. And so the studios play into this by saying we need to hide the fact that there are visual effects in the marketing stuff. Because now we will get more clicks and therefore get yes. more tickets. And now, we'll more what's tickets. also interesting is he points it out specifically with um, uh, 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 Ridley Scott, right? Mm-hmm. Ridley points – Super pro CG. Loves CG. super pro CG. And, and they, he still they, says they, it. they show yeah. an interview with him where they're like there was no CG in this thing. And they show a shot which was clearly full of CG. And they're like right. – and he, and Jonas points it out. It's like they probably edited that wrongly. Yeah. He's probably not even talking about that shot. It could be talking about any shot. they show him doing another interview where he says everything behind this line was all CG because we could only hire so many people in this movie. Right. And How they're could just you not look lines. at those Vista shots and say, oh, there's no CG in it. It's fucking, there's a billion horses on screen. Like, they yeah. don't have that many horses in Poland. <laughs> like, this yes. is the way it is. You know. The whole movie so, was shot in 65 days. There's yeah. no way. He says it. Really says, there's no way I could have done that without yeah, CG. Of course. And the thing is, and as a filmmaker, like, you do it however you do it. Like, the job is to get the shot on the screen. Like, you're making a movie. Like, you're going to pick the best, fastest, cheapest way to get the image on the screen, whether it's CG or live or whatever. The, like, you have to be agnostic. You're not going to be like, it's only puppets. Like, unless you're making a Muppet movie, that is not what you're aiming for. Like, you're trying to yeah. get the best effect for the money in that amount of time, all the time. And so even v- like VFX artists aren't just be like, they VFX artists that we have all worked with, like, if we had the chance to go out and blow up something in the parking lot and film it and put it into the effects. Totally will do that. Totally do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, of I course. I Sky Captain. Jesus, did we yeah. pull shit out of our ass? Yeah, like, you do it because it's fun and you do it because it works. You need to get the job done. You know? Right. And so, like, this idea where the studios are now hiding the fact uh, from the press that there's VFX involved so they can sell you more tickets is very similar to how in the olden days and the golden age of Hollywood, they would put out like photos about how the two lead cast members really were in love. Like, so yeah. you could believe in the bullshit romance, uh, backing the movie, which was, uh, in the plot of, uh, uh, Babylon, uh, not Babylon, <laughs> not just Babylon. What's the yeah. other one I'm looking at? Uh, uh, singing in the rain. 
Singing in the rain. Singing it's in bullshit. Rain, like, <laughs> singing in the rain talked about it back in the Yeah, in exactly. 40s. It's the same fucking problem, dude. Yeah. It's like, cause they you know, like, you want to make the, take the still of singing in the rain when you see, uh, like the bad actress singing in front of the microphone and you see Carrie Fisher's mother in the background behind the curtain actually doing the singing and say like, <laughs> like, this is what the press prints. This is CG. (laughs) CG is actually carrying the fucking show. Like, that's just the way it works. But people like people want to pick the romantic. I mean, this is true for literally everything on the Internet. They're going to pick the thing that romantically supports their own ego. And right. that's what they're going to go We're with. Bottom line. Yeah, yes. right, exactly. Yeah, it's what sells more tickets. Yeah, what sells, what more, sells tickets. more tickets or what gets more clicks. Yep, that's that. That's that. So, yeah, the killer is jam-packed with great visual effects and great uh, virtual production work. Um, and it, it's all utterly seamless. And yeah. it is beautiful. Beautiful. Like, that movie is beautiful. One uh, thing I can tell you from having worked on a Fincher film, and you've worked on several, Daniel, mm-hmm. it's not a bad pixel that's going to get by no no way (laughs) no way you think actors complain about multiple shots no (laughs) way like this dude like fincher has an eye that must have five thousand more whatever cones in there whatever the rod rods or cones than anybody else because he would be like there what's that yeah (laughs) and i'll tell you one thing he can smell the color magenta from the parking lot. Oh, yeah, dude. He wants it out. Out, 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 There out, is out. nothing even remotely pink in any of his movies. But unlike uh, many people who <laughs> pixel fuck things into the earth, uh, like like Fincher actually knows what he wants. Oh, no. He's, he'll tell you exactly. In. He knows yeah. what he wants. Well, that, that. Now do that. Now, now keep working on that until that thing that I'm pointing at goes away. <laughs> yeah. And he knows how it works. He's like, bring this up over here, bring that down over here, do this. Right. And you're like, yeah, that is how you do it. You know, he knows exactly what he wants going into making the movie. And if he doesn't know exactly what he wants, he knows how to describe it so that it gets there. There it is. You know, right. like he's an absolute pro as far as I saw all the time. And like when you get a work, when you get something like the killer, which is so machine tooled as a, as an artistic event, like a crafted event, like I was talking to like someone's like, well, you know, it's kind of a minor adventure. I was just like, I feel like this is like in the corner of a map, you have the key, you know, and it tells you what all the things, all the pieces mean on the map. Like, I feel like people will be able to go back and look at the killer and go, these are all the elements that Fincher uses in all of his films, but you've never seen them so razor sharp and collected in a bunch like this. Like he is like, he's just like, this is all of my craft on display all the time and it's basically all you're seeing and it's it's phenomenal it's one of the best made films i've seen in a decade it's incredible yeah well good so people should see it so this yes. is good yeah so people may not have seen the samurai, Le which samurai is playing great a classic which is classic film one. that people yep. should see mm-hmm. and we've told them about that and then we they should see this film which they may have missed and you should and you should see it in that order. See La Samurai first, then see the killer. Then and watch then the killer later, again. And then <laughs> it's like, like, like that's that's how that's how because you're yeah. gonna like see La Samurai and then they're going to bounce off each other very, yeah. very well. Oh yeah. 
Like, like I said, there's that uh, Carlos is a badass. Carlos is a jackass. Is the model for this double. This D is a, that's the perfect analogy. <laughs> it's the same movie from a different point of view. Yeah, it's hysterical. Slightly different edit. <laughs> yes, yeah, slightly different edit. <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And also, I would say, I mean, uh, 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 R. E. Napoleon. Napoleon's actually quite good. I liked Napoleon quite a bit. You I were thought Napoleon that. was great. Yeah, I thought that was a really good. I movie. was funny because it's, it's it's it is what it needs to be. Where mm -hmm. like Joaquin Phoenix is like he's a little mom's he's a whiny, boy. He's, he's a whiny baby. He's a whiny baby. Like and Josephine is such a whore. Oh, she's great, man. That actor is she is fantastic. She's oh, like, she's, she's really my favorite good. part of the movie. She's really terrific. You know who I thought she was because I didn't quite recognize her and then i i thought i knew who she was and, and it turns out i was wrong but uh what's the what's the um what's the movie is it crazy stupid love with uh, uh oh i love that movie that's a good movie uh what's fun, his name in it what's um steve carroll and... steve carell right do you remember the girl who is in oh, love yeah, with yeah, her, yeah, the babysitter yeah, she does look like her yes she looks i thought it was like her, her. Yeah, i thought yeah. she was the babysitter that's the, a reasonable the, assumption yeah right yeah, i was like because yeah. she had that very similar face and a very long neck you know yes yeah 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 I, I can't quite place her but she is she for me i mean like She's phoenix is terrific good. phoenix yeah. is is doing terrific and so good so good but she, and we just covered me, like the, the, if you look at like how amazing he is because you look at Napoleon, the Joker, uh, her, right, mm -hmm. and all the things, and they're all very different characters, but yet they're s the same person. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he is. Man, he has a ball in this movie too. It's so funny. I like, want to go clearly, see that Napoleon. Yeah. Like, dude, clearly dude, having a ball when, when, he's, when he. When he, he tells the like, fucking English, the English guy, I'm just like, you think you're so great because you have boats. <laughs> like, that is the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. When he walks in on his wife who's getting ready to get dressed and he's just going. Because mm, mm, <laughs> he wants to have sex with her and he's like. He's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterically funny. It's like, like a little child like, I want my milkshake yep. now. Yeah, I, I talked to a friend of mine today about it. He's just like, I didn't like it. I was like, what do you like? He's just like, well, really? I mean, Napoleon's kind of a, Napoleon's kind of a buffoon. And I was like, like, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the same, this is the killer conversation all over again. Like, he's an asshole. He, <laughs> this is great. They, they call it a Napoleon complex. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was common knowledge that he's yeah. an asshole. And in between all that, you have these fucking crazy, brilliant battle scenes, mm. which are just insane so good like they're absolutely stunning it's a it's a really really good movie it's definitely a, like i wouldn't say it's my favorite movie the air killer is but like it is it's way up there i was really surprised um, very very nice uh, is it doing surprised. well let me check it did modestly well it did pretty well globally and okay in america did better than people thought they thought they had a bomb in their hands but it actually worked out okay and it'll do really well for apple when they release it i think um, it's already released there's gross yeah. 170 globally yeah, so it's like it's on. Yeah, you know, I think it costs more than that. But by the time it makes all the rounds, it'll it'll break even. Oh, the budget was one thirty to two hundred. Yeah, it's looking good. So yeah, it needs to clear marketing now, and then um, and it'll be on Apple Plus with an extra forty five minutes. So like it'll it'll recoup. It'll be all right. It only made twenty million opening. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't do hot business. It just did a little bit better than people expected because they thought it was going to collapse. But uh, he's plowing right into Gladiator 2 and then another movie right after that. I'm just like, God damn. Gladiator dude. 2. Yeah. He's already shot it. He's already shot it. He's a, he, like, he was editing it during COVID. That man is a very busy 80-year-old. That's insane. Is he if 80? I can make a cup of coffee when I'm 80, that's, that'll be a Is he trend. 80? Yeah, he's, I think he's, he's older than that. It's like 80. He's over uh, that. 
Holy shit. Shit is right. That's insane, dude. Yeah. God bless him. And uh yeah, and Ferrari is coming out, another one, Michael Math. I think oh, it's like eighty one. And that's supposed to be terrific. It's gotten great reviews. All the festivals love it. How old is is what's his name? Uh, Man, this uh, is eighty at least eighty two, eighty one, eighty. No. Yeah. Yep. So you got these Holy old masters coming out and batting them out of the park. It's pretty great. And uh uh Clint Eastwood is probably yeah, ninety yeah, something. He's uh, way up there. He's working on his last movie now. Public Van Dyke is ninety Eight. I don't know why I brought God that up. Bless you. I love Dick. But you know, I hear Maestro is really good. I do hear it's great. I'm looking forward to that. I'm a fa- I'm a fan of that guy. I, yeah, I almost great. resisted being a fan of that guy, but I. Mel I, Brooks I is him. 97. Yeah. God what? Yeah. Mel Brooks is 97. <laughs> Loves him, gay. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Maestro is next 94. week, right? What I think Ma- Maestro is next week. Maestro is when. Oh yeah, next I week. saw. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm semi interested. Re- in reviews are terrific for that thing. Yeah, okay, and I and I got to be honest, I really loved um, his uh, first movie with uh, Lady oh, Gaga. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was it was brilliantly directed by me. Really, he's got a, he's absolute natural. So yeah, I'm I'm in for it. I like it. And uh, yeah, so we got Ferrari. We got that. We got well, there's another there's another one coming out. Shoot, I can't think of it. Oh, and uh, I'm very excited. Rebel Moon, uh, Zack Snyder's two movies coming out back to back on Netflix next week. Right. Um, it has got, I believe, a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? <laughs> Which I just love now. Like, I'm just going to watch it. It's going to be really pretty. <laughs> but I'm just like, Brady went with his friends to go see the Marvels. He says, we're going to go hate watch it. And I was like, okay. That movie, nope. still giving him money. Yeah, I understand, but that movie <laughs> still did made less money than the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Incredible Hulk, Incredible Hulk, yeah, that's Incredible low. Hulk was famously the worst movie Marvel the ever did. There, the Marvels that, yeah. did worse than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even heard that Marvels wasn't so bad. I heard it was okay, but it's just like I hey, think people gotta... are done with that franchise. Yeah, I think they're just fucking sick of it. I mean, like the thing is, like the reason why I saw the ad for the Marvels, that's why I didn't go see the Marvels. <laughs> like it was like. That looks like shit, so I don't want to pay for that. Yep. There you go. <laughs> like, that's my thinking. It's not very yep. much more elaborate than that. That looks bad. If it's good, I'll be happy to watch it, but that didn't draw me in. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, listen, this has been good, guys. Uh, I, I want to let people know that holidays are coming up, so we are not going to do a podcast uh, for probably a couple of weeks as we mm-hmm. start to do things, uh, although at the same time uh, – we are, we've got, we we're still working on a bunch of things together, which is actually very exciting. We've been busier than ever on non podcast stuff as a martini giant group, and we're very, yeah, it's gonna be fun when we can finally tell you about that stuff. It's very, yeah, fun. so that's been going really well. But this, uh, this, this podcast will come out after the New Year's, uh, so we'll see you there. But for the next few weeks, probably not have any recordings, but we should be, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, and yeah, I'm away, yeah, and you're going to, uh, you're, you're in Japan, Tokyo, yeah. right? Which nice. is cool. So have a great uh, vacation. But we'll obviously stay in touch uh, as we go. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, if you guys have suggestions of what you guys want us to do, uh, I'd love to have them. I want us to do one deadly summer. Now I'm going to put that in our list of things to, to oh, watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to show you guys summer? the trailer after this, and then I'll explain to you why I think we should do this movie because it's that uh, it sounds great. That sounds good. great. My, my my quick recommendation uh, for anyone who's listening live, 
I watched uh, Leave the World Behind with Julie Roberts and um, uh, Marshall oh. Ali. And, uh, that's, uh, that, that's that end of the world movie, right? Yeah. Like, I watched I've, it, I've heard a lot of things about this. It's a movie, it's, right? I thought it's, it's a, a movie. Okay. It's a movie. It's on and Netflix? I, like, yeah. And my, my first impression, I watched it and I was like, I think I really liked that. Like, I liked a lot of it. I think I really liked that. I watched it again. I was like, I really like – this is a really interesting, weird film. I like okay. this movie a lot. I like Check weird films. That's good. Yeah. It's really uh, interesting. And then the uh, the other one that someone put on our Discord, which I haven't seen, but it's someone – I think it might have been Caesar, uh, but someone said they saw uh, Violent Night and it said it was great uh, Yeah, fun. that sounds <laughs> So I was like, all right. Because I was like, all right, I'll see it. Maybe maybe January watch party. That's what we – that's what yeah. I hit What out. was the one your kids went for the hate? The Marvel. The, uh, what was it called? The, the, Marvels. the Marvels. That's the sequel to oh, Marvel. the Marvels, Marvels yeah, or yeah. whatever. Oh, a, a, a C. Corolla says, if you like the movie for uh, Leave the World Behind, the book is good in many of the same way, but same ways, but more so. I will totally read that book. I was really yeah. into the movie. I thought it was great. All that right. sounds good. Cool. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.